0: So, Lucas, are you looking forward to turning 30? Uh, uh, yeah, should, should, should we clarify that the day this podcast comes out, it will be your 30th birthday, correct?
1: No, it will be the day before my 30th.
0: Oh, okay, so uh, that'll be Thursday, yes?
1: Yeah, so the Thursday this comes out, the 20th.
0: My birthday mm-hmm. is on the 21st. And you are turning 30 years old? Unfortunately, I can Unfortunately, admit to that, so, yes. yes. But that means, though, that the people listening to this podcast on the day of release uh, might be able to join you for a birthday celebration, yeah? So let's promote that right now. Hell yeah. Um, You have access to this platform, so why not use it to advertise something that you're doing, eh? So without further ado, Lucas, what are you doing tonight for your birthday? So tonight for listeners, uh, if you're listening
1: on day of release, January 20th, at like 10pm GMT, uh, I'm going to be doing some good old Pokemon streaming, uh, having a little drink, celebrating the bringing in of my 30th. Yeah, And um, yeah, I'm just going to be doing some like Pokemon Sword and Shield battles. And then like probably as we hit my birthday, just do a bit of like Q&A
0: and a bit of chat with chat and uh, yep. go for some Pokemon Shiny hunting. And as well, that will be announced on the main channel. So it should be hopefully pretty good turnout because uh, mm-hmm. I think something we've discussed privately is like we don't really want to stream on our birthdays. But we're aware of the fact that when you have the excuse of it is my birthday, people are more inclined to tune in yeah they are it's like one of those things where we unfortunately have to play the game a little bit and that's that's why i'm doing it like the day before going into my birthday
1: because i actually have plans that i'm not sure what they are but i have plans on my birthday yeah uh, surprise plans but yeah i can't stream on my birthday but i figured a lot of people tune in for birthday streams so i'll do like going into my birthday yeah,
0: because that's something I wanted to clarify as well. Like, if you're thinking, wow, is that what you're doing for your birthday? I believe Lucas is doing something else for his birthday, mm-hmm. uh, but on the night off, because it's like in the, in the midnight going into your birthday, because you'll be up anyway. And then People will and be
1: able to physically watch me age like 50 years, girl. Yeah,
0: they'll be able to see you just hit 30 on the dot. And uh, <laughs> I, I am actually. Ah, uh, this is not a beer or a can of pop or anything. Uh, sorry, this is not a beer. I'm cracking on. This is a can of pop. But I will be there also, mm-hmm. um, helping Lucas um, bring in the new year, as it were. My Your new year, year, yeah. Your new year, yes. And uh, in all seriousness, in no, all seriousness, now, how are you feeling about it? Because I myself, I'm 30 years old. and I turned 30, during lockdown, mm-hmm. and it was just like, looking back on it, like I was happy at the time, you know, because I was like, you know, securing myself as But looking back, it was depressing as fuck. Yeah. Because 30 is like the last big birthday you have until Mm. you turn 40. It is.
1: And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, living in your 20s is great. But I think a lot of people tend to say, like, your 30s is generally better because, like, yeah, you're a bit older and your back might hurt a bit more. But at the same time, you've normally got your life sorted out a little bit more than you did when you were 20 or 21
0: yes and uh i i myself like the actual birthday itself i feel bad looking back on just because the pandemic itself was overall a very dark dour time for a lot of people but Mm -hmm. uh, being 30 like as you said yeah my life's pretty well put together at the moment i'm in a relationship like my job's going well i've built up like you know the business we've got plans for this year in regards to the business that we were supposed to be doing last year Mm -hmm. but they've been pushed forward due to the pandemic so uh I think the joke I made last year on my birthday is I'm not turning 30 till next year. I'm putting it off. And now we're still in a pandemic by the time that rolls around. <laughs> so fuck it, I turn 31. Because I, I think me and you are all going to be 30 at the same time for about a week because I turned 31 the week after you turned 30. It's like, damn it. Mm-hmm. Always got that year on me there, Lucas. I've Always got that year on you, I should say.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like, that's the thing is it's always nice when, because you know, Obviously, I made friends with you and a a few people at uni that were, like, in your academic year. So, it's like most of you were all hitting 30 before me. And I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better now.
0: That's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, the older you get, the less differences like that matter. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's like, I think in my friend group, though, everyone turns 30 around the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think like uh, there's my birth, I don't want to say the names, but I want to say there's at least four or five people I know whose birthdays are in uh, the second half, uh, the latter half of Janu- uh, January or the first half of February, including myself. Well, even so like just around last three out thing. of four people
1: on the channel. Well, like, I don't know Lulu's birthday technically, like, uh, uh, but out of like, you know, me, you, Brad and Nisha, three out of four of our birthdays are like within a week and a half of each other.
0: Yeah, so I want to say it's Brad's birthday next week as well. sandwich between ours, yeah. Yeah, because I remember like Brad's birthday is between my birthday and your birthday, and then we've got a mutual friend of ours whose birthday is the week after as well.
1: <laughs> Which is also the day of my anniversary with <laughs> Jenna. There's a it's lot just, going
0: on. It's just there's a lot going on, isn't there? But I'm just like, I thought, just how are you feeling in yourself turning thirty? It's one of those like um, s- symbolic ages, isn't it? Where like it's the signifier that you are now a proper adult. For a lot of people. I mean, I definitely can't equate myself to a proper
1: adult. Yeah. That's but I feel like... like a lot of, you know, I guess like feeling like an adult often comes with being a parent. Which yes. is not in the plans for myself at all. Um, Except myself. And I think obviously you're kind of thrust into quote-unquote proper adulthood with all of those growing responsibilities of looking after another human being.
0: Yes. Because it's uh, when my dad was my age, um, he had three kids. hmm Yeah, I like, think uh, yeah. my dad might have been
1: 30 by the time he had all three, like me and my siblings, yeah.
0: Yeah, and how do you feel about the idea that, because this is something, a sentiment I've seen echoed a lot amongst people our age, is that people back, like adults back when we were younger just looked more adult for lack of a better term. Maybe they all had children
1: and were just stressed,
0: Carl. Yeah. That's the thing, is like, like adults when I was younger looked older now. Because I'm looking at myself in the mirror when I'm 30 years old and I'm like, I don't think I look that old. And I look at pictures of my dad when he was like 25 mm-hmm. and he looks about 40.
1: Well, yeah, by this time, my dad was already like noticeably losing his hair. So I, I'm doing quite well for myself, I guess. And, um, and some... it was quite nice because I met, I, you know, ostensibly a stranger the other day uh, met someone Mm. for the first time and mentioned like oh yeah I'm turning 30 next week and they were like visibly shocked so I was like okay I feel I feel a bit better about my life right now
0: okay uh, I've got something for you here I'm going to send you a series of pictures on the discord okay Uh, just to put into perspective what I mean now so are you familiar at all with the show Cheers yes I think we might have talked about this how like Norm's meant to
1: be like 30
0: or something yeah i'm gonna send you a picture right now of a character called norm so people look up now norm from cheers season one and i'm gonna send you a picture now guess how old that actor is there see i think we've we've mentioned this on the podcast before and i can't remember but i i think it is around 30 isn't it he's 34 and that's the thing, Lucas, like, there's three years between my age and that guy's age. And I, and as I said that, my voice broke like a teenager. <laughs> you heard my voice break like a fucking teenager. Like, like the squeaky voice to you. Like, my girlfriend will kill me. <laughs> as I was saying that. And it's like, I look at that guy and go, I don't look that old. But that guy's basically the same age as me. Because mm-hmm. like, for all intents and purposes, like he's two years older than I am. Realistically, and the one that really gets me is this one. This is the one that people can't believe. Well, I'm going to send you this one now. This is Kelsey Grammer in season one of Cheers, playing the character Fraser Crane. Guess how old Kelsey Grammer is? Not the character, Kelsey Grammer, the actor in that shot. See, to me, his his face doesn't look that old. It's more the hair doing all the work for him there. Yeah, because his hairline is like. I'll be honest, it's not there. It's, it's not there at all, and, and also it's very thinning as well. Yes, a stiff breezer, take that away. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is 27 years old in that photo. Jesus Christ. Like, if he had, a, a again, a solid, thick hairline,
1: mm-hmm. I might be able to see that, because he's got quite a young-looking face. Yeah, but he looks
0: 27, and the thing is why well, he's wearing like a three-piece suit. Yeah, that, that does age him up quite a bit as well. But that's the thing of like... I look at that and go, I don't look that bad. But then I look at Kelsey Grammer now and he's like in his 70s and he looks really good. It's like Mm -hmm. maybe people who look really old when they're younger just age better because they've always looked old. It's Patrick Stewart syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, where Patrick looked Stewart... looked the same for, like, 40 years because he looked yeah. 40 when he was, like, 25. Yeah, he went bald in his 20s and then he's just looked the same, which is why it's so hilarious that in, like, X-Men 3, they use CGI to de-age him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's looked the same for 25 years and they de-aged him. It made no sense. Oh, uh, it's great. Like, because you, th- you that take those pictures of,
1: you know, like, say, for example, the memes of Picard and be like, yeah, that is Patrick Stewart and look at him... What, Let's have a look 30, now. Pat- 30,
0: 40 years later? I'm not sure. I want to look. Patrick Stewart, age, season one, TNG. Let's find out. Uh, he was 47 during the first season. So he was like pushing 50 in that first season. Yeah. But that's the thing though. Have you ever seen what he looked like in the movie? Where he's like, but he got, for no reason, got really ripped. <laughs> no. You ever, you ever seen that? Uh, TNG movie. Let's have a look. Keep in mind, like, so he was 50 when that started. Mm-hmm. Where's, like the, where's first contact Picard where he just got real ripped for absolutely no reason? Oh, man. Uh, well, that's great. I'm just going to put Patrick Stewart ripped. Oh, it's not coming up. What the hell? That should definitely come up. Uh, maybe it's like, CNG movie, it's uh, first contact, I guess.
1: Just like sexy Patrick Stewart. That's all you should be Googling.
0: The thing is, if I Google that, it's going to bring up just a picture of Patrick Stewart. <laughs> you know what? And I want to thing. see what happens when we
1: Google sexy Patrick
0: Stewart. You can look for that, then, because you probably get that picture of him dressed like um, a lobster.
1: No, to be fair, the first picture of him is him lounging in um, a dressing gown. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> clearly doing an interview. I'll, um, <laughs> Uh, like oh my god, this is great! This is a fantastic picture. So I, I urge do... people right now to just Google. Oh no, sexy, I sexy can't pack. send you a message.
0: Why can't you not?
1: Um, you are not allowed to receive explicit messages on
0: Discord. That's <laughs> so not apparently it's too <laughs> explicit. <laughs> oh, no, it's like, because I've got all my. It
1: is too sexy for Carl's Discord.
0: Oh, yeah, it's because I've got, um, uh, like, all my privacy settings on because people just kept sending me, like, random <laughs> messages and, I'm like, please stop doing this. I can't find the specific picture I'm on about because there's a picture of Patrick Stewart and it's, like, randomly in one of the movies, he got super jacked hmm. for no reason. Maybe it seemed like Star Trek Nemesis. Because like, there's, like, one stock image from the thing and it's, like, why is Patrick Stewart so jacked in this one photo? Like, John <laughs> luc Picard supposed to be a fucking career diplomat. <laughs> And I can't find it now. John uh, Luke Picard ripped, maybe? Yeah. Or maybe I'll put buff. I'll put buff. Yeah, I'm not sure,
1: like, how... Oh, there it is, yeah. How much the Um, vernacular of ripped is used in terms of, like, Google.
0: Yeah, so keep in mind that Patrick Stewart was, like, in his 50s when this photo was taken. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Just... Those arms. <laughs> why did Patrick Stewart? Do you know my favourite as well? When I Google uh, John Luke Picard, buff a fact fiend article came up, <laughs> and that's where I got the image, which is why I remember it.
1: <laughs> so like Carl, why is he...
0: just using himself as a source here? But think out. why is he so jacked in that specific photo? I don't know. He's, he's like he's super jacked.
1: Then again, like he's still yeah. There's a there's a picture here of him, what looks like you know relatively modern, and his biceps are still going.
0: Yeah, it's like it's, I think it's just because he just works out a lot.
1: Yeah. To be fair, like Is he's your, a he's a like proper classical theatrical actor. They
0: normally stay in quite good shape. You've got to, haven't you? There's um, a great story about um, Patrick Stewart. I was going to say Jean-Luc Picard. Then mm. it was uh, it was a great story about Patrick Stewart in the first season of Star Trek. Because he's a classically trained actor, so he's used to working on stage. Mm -hmm. And when they first got on set for the first season of TNG, um, all the actors didn't know what to do with their hands because their outfits didn't have pockets. Oh, yes, of course. They famously didn't have pockets in the future. Yeah, and they didn't know what to do. So they stood around really awkwardly, except for um, Patrick Stewart, who's a stage actor and who's used to wearing outfits without pockets. Mm -hmm. So he knew what to do with his hands or how to stand without looking awkward. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, that's why he has such a commanding presence. He's the only one who's not nervous. Also, I don't know if this is like canon or not, but there's something here called Star Trek The Next Generation Mirror Broken, which I assume is like from a mirror universe Hmm. where Picard stops giving a fuck. And I'm just going to send you like the cover of it now. Of like just because it's obviously based on the likeness of Patrick Stewart. Of course, yeah. Why does like why does buff Jean Luc Picard look a little bit like Jiren? From Dragon Ball. <laughs> Can you see it? Jokes like is wearing the red and black. Yeah. He looks a little bit like Jiren, doesn't he? Oh, uh, just evil Patrick Stewart on the go. Just, oh man. Yeah, but famously bald for like 30 years and then for absolutely no reason they de-aged him for Star Trek 3. Mm-hmm. I'll never understand Do you understand mean X-Men 3, yeah? X-Men 3, sorry. I just know there's no going to be somebody being like, he, he wasn't de-aged in Star
1: Trek 3, even though there probably isn't a Star Trek 3 that he's in. no. He's in all of them, eh? Hey, but I don't He's think I think books. like the only Star Trek three might be like Wrath of Khan because the like they then have like titles instead.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know generation. enough about Star Trek.
1: I do not. I do not speak with any authority on Star Trek at all. I did watch all of TNG.
0: It's just a really I describe it as a comfort show. Like, it's just a so, really nice show because like every episode is self contained with the exception of a couple that just progress the plot forward, and it's just one of those things where you can just put it. On TV and just how ha- all the characters are really just friendly and it's a real it's a vision of the future where humanity has solved all of its problems. And, um, it's a post scarcity society and it's all about how diplomacy and talking to people and understanding is what's going to drive the future forward and is like the ultimate gone with humanity and it's just really nice to watch that and then look out my window which fun fact (laughs) this morning out of my window there was a car alarm going off for four hours oh god it's always lovely
1: see uh, the thing is about next generation is i've heard it is the best or worst star trek depending on which one's going to get me the most hate and vitriol online so therefore
0: decide for me i consider it to be the best one because it's the best view of what the star trek future quote unquote uh, is supposed to be, like Gene Roddenberry, his image for the future. Mm-hmm. I always imagine, uh, what you imagine the future will be is one where humanity has evolved beyond its petty squabbles. Uh, and, beyond and beyond pockets. pockets. Cool. And beyond pockets, yes. Which, you know, they're a petty squabble. <laughs> That's the thing. The idea of not having pockets is, is itself symbolic of the progress humanity has made because there's no need for pockets because there's no need for money anymore. Mm-hmm. It's symbolic of the fact that humanity has evolved beyond, like you know, material needs. Like, why do you need pockets? Because everything is shared, mm-hmm. and we are a collaborative people now. And there's a great moment. I think it's in the original series where Abraham Lincoln, you know, like Abraham Lincoln, the guy who freed the slaves, yes, yeah, uh, you know, comes back. Uh, they replicate him somehow, or like they put him on the holodeck or something like. And he meets Uhara, who's black, mm-hmm. and he uses an outdated racial slur for which he oh. apologizes. And Uhara doesn't even know what he's saying.
1: Oh, right, okay. Because, because like, they've completely eliminated racism in their time. Yeah.
0: Humanity has moved so far beyond that, she doesn't even realise it, because racism is no longer a thing. In just little moments like that, it's like, that's a really nice view of what the future could be. It's like when you watch like Mass Effect, or when you play Mass Effect... And mm-hmm. they talk about how, like, humanity can be better than it once was. Like, we no longer have to be defined by our past. And you think, yeah, that's great. I would love it if humanity could move beyond petty squabbles and internal strife.
1: Yeah, and then instead of, like, racism, we've just got spacism
0: on the go instead. Yeah. That's, oh, a God, that's, that's such a good term. It is. <laughs> spacism, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. So yeah, we've reached into this. Like, we've gone beyond the confines of our own planet and reached out into the farthest reaches of the cosmos. To see the wonders which were created, and just there's people on your crew were like, "But fuck those aliens, though." Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck. You know what? Actually, like, fuck up. you. You can die. Yeah, if you think humanity is so great, why don't you sacrifice yourself for it? He's like, "But no." <laughs> you know what? She did every time for me. Oh, it's because it's the only character I don't care if they die. Every all the I in really Effect, don't give
1: a shit about Caden or Ashley, but Ashley, I actively dislike.
0: Like Caden's just like he's like warm water. He
1: really he's the most like white bread kind
0: of male, isn't he? Milked. To- I have heard though, if you play a male shepherd um, as gay, Caden's relationship with him is like the best one. Oh, okay. Like because Caden's relationship evolves over all three games. Cause it's the one they clearly put the most thought into. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, is that I never play as um, uh, a male shepherd ever.
1: No. Uh, I think, to be fair, I did play as like a male shepherd when I first played the game. And then since then, I've only played FamShare. Should we talk about that?
0: Like, the idea of why a game is so boring? I think we already have done on this podcast, Carl. We may have done. Okay, you know what, let's move on to something else. Then. So, what is it you're planning on doing then, like, when you turn 30? Is there anything you planned when you were younger? Uh, that you've hoped you've achieved by now? Or are looking to finish by the time, like you know, your 30th year on earth, is completed. I am so far away from what I hoped and dreamed
1: that I'd stopped giving a shit.
0: Okay, and is this something that's going to depress you if I bring it up, or is it something you think would make fodder for this comedy podcast? (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to get too deep into
1: it, but like, all I'll say is, I personally for me, getting told in school that I need to decide exactly what I'm going to be as an adult when I'm like 16, it was very bad for me personally. I I still, you know, I have a bit of direction now, but I still don't overly know what the goal is. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think the bad thing is being told by, you know, the education system and by like your your parents and adults around you that, no, you need to decide what the rest of your life is going to be when you have
0: no life experience. Yeah, and it's there's not really any answer for that, is there? Because no, there isn't. The, alter, the alternative is to just not give kids any direction, and exactly. without that, they'd fail. It's like, it's for an example of what I mean, imagine folks at home, enjoy, when you're scrolling Netflix, mm-hmm. and there's so much choice, and you don't know what to do, and it's paralyzing. That's something known as choice paralysis, oddly enough. And it's just when humans are confronted with an overwhelming amount of choice, they generally shut down. Mm. Uh, or they will just like continually flip between all of the choices until like, you know, just the heat death of the universe. As we, I think we've all experienced in a minor scale, just scrolling through Netflix for four hours without ever actually deciding to watch something.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe worsening this and bettering it at the same time. Um, I personally would have loved to know when I was a bit younger about a lot of jobs
0: that exist that I didn't know existed. Yeah. That's like a, problem again that's like a problem with schooling where you can't really fault the education system for wanting to put the focus on like you know the primary the stem subjects and stuff like that yeah core subjects like english maths and science and then just like you know the general ones such as like history geography like giving people a grounded knowledge of the world is not a bad thing and it's like you if you wanted to argue that oh we should teach kids more vocational subjects it's like How much do you do that before it starts to get depressing? And you start to like pigeonhole kids into like a vocational career Mm -hmm. before they've even had a chance to flourish academically. Yeah. And it's like there's no right or wrong answer here. It's it's really tough. And I don't know where on which um way I'd ever side.
1: I, I I don't know either. Like I would like to see more um, you know, money and effort go into the arts. Um and I know that a lot of schools, that's the first place they cut corners, but at the same time I'm I'm not going to argue that the arts are more important than learning maths and languages and science at a young age. that's
0: that's the issue because uh, you'll often find uh, I think the sentiment online I really don't like are people who argue or try and use a gotcha for education and why it's wasteful. I've never used long division, Mm -hmm. or I've never used quadratic equations or stuff like that. It's like, okay, but if we didn't teach you those things like that's bordering on the shit you see in dystopian novels of keep the populace in uneducated to keep them docile
1: yeah 100% and i think the idea of you know teaching sciences and stuff from a young age is generally from the I, the, the general idea of betterment of mankind and like pushing sciences forward and pushing progress as a species forward
0: yeah it's a very very star trek in that way and it's also the thing of you don't know what a child's going to have an aptitude for so like doing that wide net catch-all approach of if we teach everything we can in school to all the kids from a young age and then start to focus in on more specific subjects as they get older and then as they become teenagers and young adults mm-hmm. then give them some degree of choice in how they'd like to focus their own education yeah because by that um, point they've had a ground it's like um the idea of building a house and you have that solid foundation on which they can build something else and I said, I don't like the idea of cutting out arts because creativity is something that children and adults desperately need. Yeah, people
1: tend to thrive if they have some form of, you know, artistic expression in their life. And I think a lot of times people are kind of have that beaten out of them as they get older. But it, you know, it's pretty much proven at this point that, yeah, having some creativity in your life is always a positive thing. But it would... Like, kind of the way that I would like to see it in terms of, like, how I've struggled with, um, you know, thinking of, like, career paths and stuff is, you know, as you say, you got taught to just whittle down your subjects more and more, but mm-hmm. I never got sat down at any point and got taught from, like, you know, the outside-in perspective. These are, like, all of the jobs that are available. Like, I, for example, I talk a lot about, like, how I, I really love animals, even though I'm allergic to a lot of them, uh, yeah. mildly. But I never got taught that, like, you know, even zoology
0: was a thing. Yeah, that's, and, thing. It's, uh, that's really common with kids, isn't it? When you ask a lot of kids, um, what do you want to do when you grow up? There's a few that have been pretty much universal for, like, decades at this point, And it is um, fireman, astronaut, uh, motorcycle, and working with animals <laughs> in some capacity. And policeman. huh? Yeah, yeah, um... yeah. They tend to shift, but working with animals is a really popular. Even my sister, when I was younger, I wanted to work with animals. Mm -hmm. My sister wanted to work with animals. My brother wanted to work with animals. And then, as you mentioned, because you don't really know, that's like such a broad goal to achieve that it's so difficult to just envision any way you can achieve it when you're younger. So you kind of like you know let that dream fall by the wayside. Yeah, and to the point where it gets to, oh,
1: you know, say for example, eighteen-year-old Lucas that's studying like, um. Because I was studying English literature, theatre studies, and uh, like maths and chemistry, it's like sit down with somebody. It's like, so what kind of career do you want to see yourself in? It's like, well, I don't really know. And at that point, I've already pigeonholed myself into certain things in terms of at least going um,
0: into universities for a degree. And that in of itself is a trap because no, you haven't. But you felt like you had. Because I think one thing I've learned going to university is that, oh, you don't really need to have any specific knowledge in any subject as long as you have the desire to learn and the aptitude to absorb and apply that knowledge. Because I know so many people in university who studied one thing, did not like it, and then just changed course to something they had no background in. But because they had the grounding to get into university in the first place, they were able to because they've displayed the ability to apply knowledge at the level required.
1: It does depend sometimes, though, because... Obviously, say, for example, if you want to become a vet, I believe, like, you would require some kind of, like, I don't know, biology qualification or something. I'm not 100% sure in terms of that one career path. But, like, yeah. obviously, some uh, paths do have restrictions in terms of, like, you have to have, say, for example, in the UK, A-levels to hit this course.
0: Yeah, but they are things that you are able to achieve while you're at university in tandem with studying. mm mm-hmm. But it's just, just, yeah, it's very
1: weird to me that, again, as you say, I hadn't pigeonholed myself, but you're kind of taught that you have pigeonholed yourself, and uh, it would be nice to have, at a younger age, been taught, well, these are, like, wide, like, you know, career paths that you could pick from. And I, other than, you know, influence from my parents and influence from media, Mm -hmm. I had no clue what jobs were even out there to then start deciding what to study to then start trying yeah. to go to a certain degree in. And it's like, it's a, it's a
0: very weird thing. Yeah. And there's no perfect solution for it because if you sat a fifth, like at the same time as like, while you're simultaneously saying, like that would have helped you, I know there's a lot of people out there because of that thing I mentioned, like choice paralysis. If you sat them down and said, here's literally every job possible to do, they'd be so overwhelmed by the choice, they'd just closing on themselves i think most people would and
1: um i'm not saying that i wouldn't have either it's just looking back at it now i'd have liked to know a lot of jobs that i've discovered in my 20s exist i'm like fuck i'd have loved to known when i was studying at the age of 15 making a decision of what to go into like i'd have loved to know that this was a job but at the slightest. same time, if oh. you just throw every job in the world at a
0: teenager, they're gonna the, the head's gonna explode. They're not gonna know what to yeah. do. And in the, like oddly enough, you know, you're turning thirty. There's a quite common trend of people in their thirties where they they just completely upend what they're doing with their life and go do something else. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about last week, didn't we? The uh, the whole streaming thing. Yeah. That guy who just decided like fuck this and decided to like just stop. Which I've got an addendum to that. I wanted to mention, but like uh, one of the things that you use as a jumping off point is that some people will just stop a career after 10 years because they decide they don't like it mm-hmm. and they'll move into something else. And they'll start from the beginning with no qualification, have to work their way back up. And that's a very common thing that happens yeah. to people after about 10 years. So mm-hmm. usually when they reach around 30 years of age, yeah, because they've gained the life experience to realize and the maturity to realize that's not what they want to do for the rest of their life, mm-hmm. as it were. And hopefully that's not the way with you with being um, uh, a content creator. Um,
1: no, but I think like I think it's still apt in the sense of I, uh, you know, admittedly I didn't have a career in the first place, but you know, coming to work with you and starting on this content creation stuff, it is me pivoting what I'm doing in life and starting from the bottom, if you will.
0: Like I had. Very little experience in even editing. And it's an option as well. You didn't know existed when you were younger. And in fact, probably did not exist when you were younger because the internet, um, with it moving so quickly, uh, the idea of recording yourself play video games or read facts out in front of a camera and then upload that to the internet as a way to make money was completely farcical. Well, it's funny because I'm sure if you'd asked me as a kid, like,
1: What do you want to do when you're older? One of my answers would have probably been that I don't know, play video games. And now that is a career path that's a choice. It is. It's an option that is admittedly very difficult to break into, but it's still an option.
0: Yeah, and it was an option technically in the past because there were professional video game players. Like StarCraft was a thing, I want to say 10, 15 years ago. But there was no way you were going to be a professional StarCraft player unless you were Korean. And that's not me in, like, invoking the stereotype. That's because in Korea, they literally take people out of school to put them into StarCraft school. Because <laughs> it's the same way, like, you know, uh, Olympic level gymnasts, mm-hmm. when they get recognized as a talent, will then start training in nothing but gymnastics because um, their skill and aptitude for gymnastics is recognized and they nurture it from a very young age. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that, because I think me and you, um, like you being nearly 30 and me being in my 30s, we are. Considered ancient in the gaming and esports world, um,
1: for sure on that side of things. Um, in terms of like esports, yes. In terms of like, you know, content creation, content creation, influences like gaming media in general, like I, I, I would say that we're on a slightly younger side because a lot of people have you know been doing this for twenty, thirty years.
0: Yes. The old guard, as it were, like the people who started way back in the day were like the, the SNES and the Atari and stuff like that. But yeah, eSports, like we've missed that. Like we were just the exact wrong age. Like we missed that um, by a mile because of like just you know, people are wondering, like, why can't you get into eSports in your 30s? Uh, one, go look at any esports team lineup and they're all people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is just because the mind of a 20-year-old or someone in their early 20s or mid-20s is very different from someone in their mid-30s because your reaction times are just so much slower. And much in the same way, professional sportsmen rarely like are able to compete at the highest levels into their 30s because like just the physical demand, like, mm-hmm. the mental demand is also a factor, but just lessens so, somewhat with those. Yeah because say for example someone like Usain Bolt like he's really fast but like one of the things that makes him so fast is reaction time because so he's able to react in the split second required mm-hmm. to like make that difference between um, a win or a loss and as you get older just that reaction time slows ever so slightly and when you're in a career where literal fractions of a second can make or break that makes all the difference in the same thing with gaming where like a lot of games like they're they work in terms of frames literal fractions of a second and there's only so long your mind is able to keep up with that pace
1: and that's very much the case of like you know a 20 year old will on like obviously there's exceptions but in general a 20 year old will have faster reaction speeds than a 30 year old and then you've got to take into account like okay well if lucas said today i'm going to start becoming an esports you know aficionado and trying to get into that game i'm not only slower from the get-go i'm also then getting older as i'm trying to get into that career path and my reactions are becoming slower and slower as more 20 year
0: olds keep getting pushed into frame and every year you play it means that the people who've been playing for 10 years also have another year of experience Mm -hmm. so even as they age up they've still got that extra 10 years on top of you Mm Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with sports. And that's why I think, like, e sports and stuff should be recognized. If not as sports, quote unquote, they should be recognized as organized competition. Yeah. Much in so the same that. way, like, chess is recognized as, like, a form of competition. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, as um, you say, like, organized mental competition of, well, if we can sit there and recognize that chess isn't a sport, but it is something that's respected and, you know, has a competitive field.
0: Yeah, like, it, has a, it has a competitive element that has existed for longer than most sports have. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, people have been competing in chess for longer than most sports, besides running and throwing things.
1: And then, now it's just kind of bringing in esports into that kind of realm, and I do think sports is the wrong
0: word for it. Yeah, and I don't like when they try and get them recognised as a sport. Mm-hmm. There should be a... It's like... I hate to use the term "same but different," but there is a very distinct difference because sport suggests physical exertion, and there is a physicality element too. Uh, like esports, like you can't physically play most video games at the highest level without some level of conditioning, mm-hmm. whether it be your reaction time or like your ability to like your tactile the level of fidelity which you're able to like you know press a controller or a keyboard or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still. Can we call them finger athletics? (laughs) That could work, finger athletics.
1: See, I don't qualify them as a sport until every player has to strap into, like, a virtual reality full motion capture suit and perform every action in real time. That'd be quite good. Like, I want to see somebody... Playing Overwatch League, but they have to run around as Reinhardt in his armor with the giant hammer, <laughs> and they have to swing that hammer for every hit. It's like then I'll start calling it
0: a sport. Yeah. So speaking of which, like I recently, my girlfriend has been very into League for a long time. As anyone who's watched one of my streams will know, because they can hear her in the background <laughs> screaming at random. <laughs> and in an effort. Um, uh, to have another shared interest with my girlfriend. I've also picked up Leek. Mm-hmm. I'm very slowly trying to get used to it, and there's been some funny stuff happen with that, of like such as I was playing a game with her, and she was telling me, like, uh, Carl, uh, you might not be able to play the next game. And it's like, why? It's like people are reporting you for trolling. I'm like, what do you mean trolling? Because she's so bad that they think you're doing it on purpose. But I'm not, though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I experienced this back in the day when uh, one of our friends tried to get me to play Dota with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were playing Dota 2 and literally starting matches going, I'm trying to teach my friend this game. Please bear with us. And it's like, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Five minutes later, get this fucking knobhead out of our game. Like, I'm reporting him. I'm trying to get him banned right
0: now. It's like, oh, I'm trying to learn. Exactly what happened to me. And that's the thing, I don't give a shit with my girlfriend was really upset about it. She's like, I oh know, I feel really bad. It's like, but I don't, like, you know what my job is, right? You know that this is my every day. <laughs> every single day I have somebody yelling at me for something or other. This really does not bother me. I'm just doing this so we have something we can do together on an evening. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not fussed if I don't win our... Uh, if I don't win a game or I do poorly, as long as I like, as long, as long as I'm not like you know upsetting you, because like if I get to the point where I'm so bad she gets annoyed because she can't win, yeah, then maybe I'll stop playing. But as it stands now, I've played like what twenty games. I'm not too fussed about. It, but... <laughs> but I get uh... what you mean because um, it was similar to how to,
1: I tried to get my girlfriend into <laughs> Destiny Two, or yeah, it was Destiny Two because like yeah. when Number Two was coming out, I was like. Look, well, I've got Destiny, the original. Can we try it out a little bit on co-op? Because like, it won't cost me anything. I own that game already. Like mm. I will be spending a lot of time in Destiny 2 playing it. And if you do like it, great. We can play together. If you don't, then we, at least we tried. And then yeah, like true. we we
0: played it. And now it's a game that we play together a lot. It's what I'm going to do with like, League of Legends. It's that thing of like... Um... I have literally never used a mouse and keyboard as an input method for a video game, ever. Oh, really? Never, no. I've never played any game on PC because we didn't have a PC as kids. We never had a PC in the house that we could use to play games. The closest we got was like the family computer when I turned like 14. and It had the Sims on it. Hmm. And that's about the level of And I use a keyboard for typing, obviously, but they're very different things. So you, that I understand. Were you playing
1: like high level competitive
0: Sims or just casual? Just casual yeah, things, yeah. you know. Okay. I wasn't doing any like speedruns or anything <laughs> like that. You know, speed know, to the grave, let's go. So nothing like that. So that's like about as close. that. And, even, and my girlfriend was getting so baffled at watching me play. But it's like, why did you do your ultimate? I went, I didn't know where R was. I went, but you type every <laughs> single day. I went, yeah, I type every single day. I type thousands of words So you, you don't think day, about where
1: the letters are anymore?
0: No. It's like, I touch type. Yeah. So it's just really funny when she's like watching my character, and I was like okay, so what do I do now? And she's like, you need to attack. It's like, okay, I'll go attack. It's like, no, don't attack that way. I'm like, no, no, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> it uh, it's funny because that
1: reminds me of like the first time I played a mouse and keyboard game and my friend just told me about this game called Counter-Strike. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Like, Last shooter, oh, God, yeah. I, and, uh, I know not play shooters. And it's like, I didn't really, because like this was, you know, back in the early days of like, this was, when i played a little bit of halo Mm -hmm. and a bit of golden eye and it's like you know first person shooters weren't a common thing to me just yet and um yeah i'm just running around like oh my god i can't aim it's like why do you keep like switching your weapons it's like well i don't know that I, i accidentally hit the mouse scroll wheel and it gave me a knife instead i
0: don't know what's happening yeah, and that's my, the beautiful thing about it. Where though the people, like cause my girlfriend, obviously she wants me to play the game with her, mm-hmm. but I can see in the way she's acting like she's getting frustrated, but she's like you know being patient with me. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but like, the people we're playing with are not being patient, even <laughs> though we're in stuff. We're in like the noob loadout, and she can even say like as someone who's played thousands of hours of the game. Like I know that these guys aren't that good, mm-hmm. but you're worse, so they're gonna lord that over. It's like oh, that's rough. So I don't give a shit, but you do, and it makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. It's like these aren't top tier players, but you're
1: bottom tier so that the middle tier players are going to then dunk on you and scream at you.
0: Yeah, and I have one like... Well, I didn't win the games, but our team won the games and I did quite well. And I was doing better than other people on the team who you can look at and see they've played, again, literally thousands of hours. And me with my four hours of game time is somehow doing better. It's like, well, at least I'm doing better than that guy. Yeah, it's all because we... uh, we got you to cut your teeth on
1: Pokemon Unite first, Carl. That's clearly what it is.
0: Well, that's, that's one of the things that I mentioned. It's one of the reasons I wanted to get into it. Mm-hmm. Because I played Pokemon Unite, and I'm not really the biggest fan of it, except when I'm playing with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I initially bounced off of League when I tried to play it the first time. And, well, Pokemon Unite, it's like it's taught me the basic mechanics. The very, very and- simple ideas behind the game, yeah. Yes, and then I've, one of the things that uh, was confused, I was overwhelmed by the amount of options you have in League, but I've slowly gotten used to them, and I've done what I do best, and that's research. So I've researched the living fuck out of very <laughs> specific things, and it's like, if I can just do this one thing, and I know exactly what I need to do, and then just practice that, and then I'll do the next thing.
1: Yeah, like, and that's how you get, get your gimmick game. going to start with.
0: Yeah, that's how you get good at a video game, but... Uh, while I was doing that, I was what my girlfriend like she watches games competitively as well. And I was watching some of those and just they bring up like here it is, the legendary team of something like that. And it's like you can't it, it's like just five guys who are like eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. And like her favourite player, this guy called Bjergsen, you can you know. He's like the oldest one on the team. He's the only one with a beard, <laughs> and he's the only one in and then the other team that they have beards as well. But he's got a beard that's trimmed, which means you know he's older because that means he's got enough money to have paid for a personal stylist. He's not just some guy they found who's good at league. Mm. He just looks like he's the only one on the team who looks like he's got his life together. <laughs> but they're all millionaires. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the thing. Especially um, league is obviously one of the bigger
0: esports categories, and the millions prize pools, of dollars in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, she was telling me that there's a, I forget the name of the guy now, but he started the team, I think it's Echo Fox. Yeah. Yeah. um, Who I I recognize because they also sponsor fighting game players as well. And it's, that's more my speed. And it's like, it started by a former basketball player. It's like his kid or something was playing League of Legends. And he was like, well, this is an organized competition. This is competition. So I'm just going to make a team. Mm -hmm. And he drafted like the best talent in the league. Oh, okay. So before before there was a league, where he drafted all the best talent and put them on a team, and they just kicked ass. And then other people started following suit. Mm-hmm. I'm probably getting the like the history wrong here, but that was basically so people were playing it a lot, and they realized like there were competitions, like disorganized ones. And then someone decided well, there was probably money to be made here, mm-hmm. so it started to get more organized in that sense. And to the point where like that aforementioned favorite player of my girlfriend's Bjergsen, he quit, became like a manager or something like that, and then got brought back in. <laughs> so he's like this st- do you like your story of like sportsmen who come back after a couple of years of retirement mm-hmm. after practicing and honing their craft yeah and I was watching like his first game back with my girlfriend not really knowing what's going on and she was pointing out like well before a game you can ban enemy champions that uh, to like hamper the other team oh so every getting single
1: like counter ch- picks on the guy when yeah
0: every single character they pick to ban is one that this Bjergsen guy plays because they're trying to shut him down <laughs> before the game even starts and I was like, "Wait a minute! So before the games even started, people are already dicking on this guy." Yep. It's like, "Yeah, because that's what you've got to do. Because he's that good that if they don't shut him down, he will win the game. Mm-hmm. It's a five v one. It's like a five v five game, and they're like putting all their efforts into fucking over this one guy."
1: I mean, it's that's amazing. how you know you're in the head, though.
0: It is, yeah. Like that's the thing; it's the mind games, and I adore the idea of mind games. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, um, uh, Like, just any sort of competition. It's like in fighting games, like, Sonic Fox... Yeah. ...turns up in the fucking full fursuit... (laughs) ...as the ultimate flex. Because that's the... If you're getting dicked on... ...and you turn over and the guy who's doing it is in a fucking fursuit...
1: It's great. You're like, what?
0: And it's like, uh, you know,
1: back in the day... ...watching, like, um, stuff about Super Smash Bros... ...where the players are like... ...oh yeah, well, I normally don't play this one character... ...but I do against this guy... Because I know this guy gets really freaked out when I play as like Fox, for example.
0: Yeah, he doesn't like this character. And it's just, yeah. And that's what, like, that more than anything says that those things should be considered on the same level as sports. Because when you're getting to that level of minutiae to eke out a win, that's the shit that sports teams do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I think it's uh, Steph Curry, the basketball player. Yes. Um, uh, like very famously, was just nailing three pointers in every match he was in. So much so, the league was genuinely considering moving the three-point line back because <laughs> he was scoring so many three pointers. They're like, well, players are now so good they can score three points more consistently, so it's breaking the balance of the game, which is something you see in a video game, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like when there's a broken tactic that gets abused, it'll get nerfed, or like they'll they'll patch it in some way, like. Steph Curry was so good, they were trying to patch a game that's existed for, like, a century. <laughs> they were trying to patch basketball in real life. And wasn't there recently, like, someone that
1: got a new record in getting three-pointers in basketball or something?
0: I want to say, yeah,
1: something like that. And I I couldn't tell you who it was or anything, but, yeah, I did see that crop
0: up, like, last week or something. Yeah, and the idea of, like, having to nerf sportsmen in real life. Yeah. Like well, we've mentioned, like, um, Bjergsen, like, getting, like, five counter picks at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the, in basketball again, Hacker Shack was a tactic that was employed by many teams to specifically take out Shaquille O'Neal. And it's <laughs> like, whenever Shaquille O'Neal got the ball, tackle him or foul him. Mm-hmm. Because Shaquille O'Neal, infamously, is very bad at throwing three points. or he's very bad at throwing three throws. Oh, okay. So, but he's, because he was so fucking massive, was amazing at just putting the ball into the net. Yeah. So it quickly became a counter tactic to his play to just foul him whenever he got the ball near the net, <laughs> so that he would get a three-pointer because it was oh, so he'd get a free throw. Sorry, yeah, um, like he could confused between three-pointer and free throw. L- Bear with us, people. We're not basketball <laughs> viewers. We are English. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they realised like, and this is all down to like why I think it's comparable to video games, where um, someone looking at a stat sheet realised that he was statistically less likely to make a free throw than he was um, if he just had the ball next to the net. Mm -hmm. And they realized that your player getting a foul was generally worth it to stop Shaquille O'Neal from getting that point and to shutting him down. It's like, it's worth losing one of your players if the player they lose is Shaquille (laughs) (laughs) O'Neal. Hence the term, Hacker shack. Fair, yeah. Just like, oh. No. Just shut him down. So called Just swarming him.
1: Yes. I feel like I have to do that. I feel I have to pivot. Okay. And how, how hard do you pivot? Well, we've been talking about video games and we, I, I don't think we can ignore the news that just happened.
0: Okay. So before we move on to what I think you're going uh, to talk you about. You must know what I'm going to talk about. Yes. Uh, can I issue an addendum to a story from last week? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the Twitch guy first, Jess. Yeah, so that Twitch guy we mentioned, and who basically... Uh, so a rundown for anyone who doesn't remember or is listening to this podcast after the fact or didn't listen to last week's podcast. Uh, there was a guy who put a post on uh, the Twitch subreddit basically detailing why getting into Twitch is a really bad idea because their life is so terrible after being on Twitch for eight years. Mm-hmm. And we broke down why that person was full of shit uh, because they were effectively earning $10,000 a month for... Uh, eight years straight and wasted all of it and then blamed it on Twitch.
1: After taking like a 18 month sabbatical that
0: they could afford to because of the savings that they'd earned from that yeah. lifestyle. But yeah, sure. Well something I discovered while um uh, I put it on Twitter as a way to advertise the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um I was like oh yeah I'll break down this thing we talk about for Twitter and then use put links to the podcast below it. Um uh, I found another quote from that person where they mentioned that um Joe all the money they earned um on Twitch, which they say was not a big deal and of no benefit to them, mm-hmm. they used it um to invest. So they made a bunch of money from investing and also paid off, and I quote, several of their parents' properties. Holy shit. Um and they say that so as a result of that they now have a they always have a place to be. So not only did this person earn enough money to like basically put away like earn $10,000 a month they paid off several of the properties their parents owned which means that at the very least I'm going to take that to mean that their parents are property investors. Mm yeah fair. right because you often hear about people buying their parents' houses but they didn't say they bought their parents' houses they say properties paid say off paid properties off their, right yeah, yeah which I'm going to take to mean their parents own several properties. So not only did they earn 10 grand a month for eight years, they're also the kid of rich parents. They have really rich parents that own multiple properties, one of which they were able to pay off and now live in Mm rent-free. And keep in mind, folks at home, this person was trying to tell people or warn people away from going onto Twitch because they didn't get anything out of their eight years on the platform, except for... As mentioned, a free place to live because they earned enough money to pay off an entire fucking house. No, several houses that their parents own, which they're now allowed to live in for free. I can't believe that eight
1: years of being on Twitch got them absolutely nothing in return, Carl. Yeah,
0: except for several properties they can now live in rent-free forever. Nothing, Carl.
1: They left yeah, Twitch no- with nothing. No benefits from eight years of being on Twitch, Carl. I
0: can't believe okay. it. So that's the detail that I wanted so much because I found that and went, no, we missed that, damn it. Well, we talked about the fact that they said they had a place to live in and we weren't yeah. sure what that like entailed. Yeah, and we were unclear whether or not that meant that they had a secure place to live in, that they were currently renting a place, or whether they bought a place. Or if they so were we like living with parents or something like that and didn't have to worry about that. And it turns out it's a combination of all three. It's like it's not a place they own, but it's a place they paid off, and it's a place owned by their parents that they no longer have to pay rent in. And it's like, but Lucas, as you said, no benefit. No benefit for those eight years on Twitch except for a place to live for the rest of their life. You know the number one worry that almost every single person has of how am I gonna pay like where am I gonna live if I lose my job? How am I gonna pay my bills? Yeah, if I lose my job, how do I pay my bills? They no longer have that worry. That is not a worry for them. And also, let's bear in mind that they had enough money to do that
1: and take 18 months off just doing whatever the fuck they wanted, hanging
0: out with mates and going on dates. Yep. But I, I just wanted to issue that little addendum there because that fucking sent my sides into orbit of just simultaneously arguing or warning people away from Twitch. Like, it's almost like a great a joke that sticks in my head. Uh, remember the, the guy, Pete Doherty? I remember the I name. He's like, he's like a singer in a band. I think it's like the Libertines. It doesn't matter like what specifically he did, but mm-hmm. he was very famously just a complete fucking mess of a human being. Right, yeah. Where um, he was always in the news for getting arrested for drugs and stuff like that. And It mm-hmm. was just a story, or not a story, a way I saw it summed up. By a comedian of like, remember kids, don't do drugs, or you could end up like Pete Doherty, a rock star millionaire who sleeps with supermodels. Is <laughs> that one of like, remember, kids, don't do Twitch, or you could end up like me. A, a retired, a retired multi-millionaire who lives in a hat, who lives in one of several houses they paid off with money from investment that they now used, and the and their only worry being paying for the internet with odd jobs. Dear God. <sighs> anyway, Lucas, before I so rudely interrupted you. Well, you didn't rudely interrupt me, Carl. I know. I'm just trying to use it as like, you know, like you know, an <laughs> We're no, segwaying, we're segwaying, Paul. We're segwaying. Like, Did you know the guy who invented Segway died because he drove his Segway off a cliff? You know what? Well, that sounds like a Segway user to me. <laughs> but, well, I don't know if that's true because it's one of those things that I see on Snopes, but I refuse to fact check it because it's too funny <laughs> not to say. It's one of those facts that I don't care if it's not a real fact because it's too funny. Oh God. I mean, It doesn't hurt anyone by saying it. Uh, apart from maybe the person who drove the Segway off a cliff. But he's dead, so it's fine. It is. If, so I'll tell you what, if I die, and it's in a really mundane way, but a rumour starts that it was a much more hilarious way, feel free to spread the story of the much more hilarious way <laughs> so I'm more memorable. <laughs> you
1: know, I heard Cole got eaten by the Fat Fiend one day
0: oh man there's got to be something more like like there's just like the idea of driving something off a cliff is such a fucking metal way mm-hmm. to go yeah especially if you just like you know, like completely start bollock naked especially a segway just... of all things like <laughs> the most mundane of all vehicles also a vehicle that by
1: design you can just step off of at any time <laughs> it's like oh no my segway's out of control i guess i'll just <laughs> step backwards
0: the thing is, have you ever seen those like off-road segways people make, where they put the big wheels on them and the fucking V eight engines, <laughs> and they're fucking lethal? Uh, apparently, segways are lethal. Yeah, it's like when they were putting—was it those hoverboards? And people were like putting like extra batteries in them, oh, dear so man. they went at like thirty miles an hour. That's like the um, electric scooters, isn't
1: it? Like a lot of yeah. people in the UK take the electric scooters and like mod
0: them so they can go like 50, 60 miles an hour. Yeah, people used to do that back in the day, like, um, uh, mopeds and stuff, Mm -hmm. where you take the limiter off so they can go on the motorway. (laughs) You see people (laughs) on the motorway on mopeds, and you're like, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, You madman! That's just asking to be killed. It is, but in a cool way. (laughs) Because that way, it's like, oh, man, did you hear about Carl? Yeah, he died. Why did he die? He was going 80 mile an hour on the motorway on a bright pink moped. At that point, you might as well just
1: fucking driving oncoming traffic on it as well.
0: You might as well. Just double down. It's like, why not? Oh, dear. It's like, what, what were his last words? We don't know because he was too busy shouting yee haw <laughs> at the top of his voice. Oh, but Lucas, sorry. We kind of segued on that segue there. Uh,
1: yeah, we were. Uh, I don't even know how to like begin with this, but Carl, a lot of money has been spent. Or a lot, a lot of money, of money, is money has been planned to be spent.
0: There is a lot of money that's planned to be spent. And what's the money being spent on? Uh, the the money is
1: going from Microsoft Corporation all the way over to Activision Blizzard Incorporated.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Troy Baker NFT thing.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I, I ain't okay. got time of day to talk about NFTs. They can go fuck themselves.
0: They can. Okay, so what's this about... Uh, I saw this headline and went, oh, I guess that's kind of neat. And then I thought about it and went, hang on a sec, and I googled, what do Activision Blizzard own? And I went, oh... Uh, oh, this is much bigger deal than I thought it
1: was. Yeah, this is like potentially, you know, if the, it's provided the deal all goes through, this is like potentially changing the entire direction of the game in the industry. Kind yeah, of levels of
0: big. Yeah, because it's that thing. Of, I didn't really think too much about it until I saw that, like, but the price tag, kind of like, like it was one of those things about back like Fifty-seven billion, I think the, title, uh, the total was. Isn't it? I've, Sixty-eight I've
1: point 8. Like. seven billion, all cash and yeah. acquisition.
0: So I was like, oh, they they bought Bethesda and Bethesda own a couple of things, and like that co- that was what four or five billion. Seven point five. Do, so nearly do, a tenth of what this deal is. I was like, what do Activision Blizzard actually own? So I'm going to try and find it here now. Like the full list. Here we go. So list of Activision games, list of Blizzard games, because they own both technically now, mm-hmm. don't
1: they? Yes. But well, like the deal is meant to be going through, if provided, it all goes through properly. It'll be like by June twenty
0: twenty three. It'll get signed off. I think. Yes, but uh, as you said, this could change the entire face of the industry because with this acquisition, if Xbox or Microsoft, but by extension, Xbox wanted to, they could effectively just shut off everything that PlayStation wants to do because. You can say PlayStation has exclusives, which it does, but what really sells consoles, Lucas? Um, I mean, like
1: fucking Call of Duty does, but... Yeah, Call of Duty and FIFA are what I consoles. We'll point out, though, that um, yes. if this goes through, mm-hmm. Xbox would still be uh, the third biggest global company in terms of gaming in the world, behind Tencent at number one. Uh, who publish League of Legends, yep. and then Sony that China money with PlayStation. So technically, yep. like PlayStation is—I don't know if that's saying that like Sony itself or the PlayStation part of Sony would still be bigger mm-hmm. than Xbox and Activision Blizzard. But um, yeah,
0: they still would technically be smaller than PlayStation. They would, but the amount of stuff they have. So, um, uh, anything to say about this before I go through just like some of like I'm gonna go through the list of things that they own. Uh, No, you go through what they own so people understand. Okay, so on the list of Activision games that were released between 2000 and 2009, I'm just going to go out for some of my favourite ones here. So to start with, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So they own the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater brand. They do indeed, yeah. Um, So they own that in its entirety. They also own Vigilante 8, which is not a popular game, but it's one of those car... (laughs) Action racers that I love, like Joe Car Arcade Fighter Sims. Okay, but
1: I've I had literally never heard of that, so I don't think that can class as one of the big IPs that they have.
0: But it's just one of the smaller ones. That's like an interesting one. because I think one of the interesting conversations is like what could what could Xbox potentially bring back? Yes, yeah. Because Activision and Blizzard don't give a fuck about these things, but now they're owned by a company. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that they do great on Game Pass. But um, yeah, Vigilante Eight is in the same vein as like Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm one of those but we have uh, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater franchise they have um, X-Men Mutant Academy so I don't think that'll be a game that they're able to publish anymore but they've seemingly had because there's a lot of games here like Spider-Man X-Men games Mm -hmm. Uh, Tenchu the Tenchu series oh right yeah Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 again so I was going through a list of when they were released here um, in terms of dates oh man Disney's 102 Dalmatians puppies to the rescue (laughs) can't wait for the HD remix of that bastard uh, but, but, but the Simpsons wrestling. Oh man! Simpsons wrestling. They own Simpsons wrestling. Matt Hoffman's pro BMX.
1: I don't even think would would like people know who Matt Hoffman is anymore.
0: I don't know. Well, it's like a Tony Hawk's game for BMX. Yes, yeah. Lucas, bloody Raw. They own bloody Raw. Yes, they do. They could bring bloody Raw back. Fighting games are back, fuckers. <laughs> Stun the insect, going to whoop everyone's ass. Let's see it, Evo, fuckers. That's, oh, no, but now Sony own Evo. So they won't Fuck.
1: see it, Evo, fuckers.
0: Um, let's have a look here. So, there's so many Tony Hawk's games released. It's like Tony Hawk's 3, but it's Tony Hawk's 3 for like Game Boy Color and then the one for the GameCube. And then the one for the N-Gage and shit. It's Oh, no. Yeah, so there's a lot of Tony Hawk's games. Oh, my bloody Raw, Primal, fucking Fury, let's go. <laughs> Uh, Magic Evil Total War. So they own the Total War series. Oh. The Total War series is on there. That's what I'm trying, I'm trying to look for, like, the big ones. Mm. And just in, interspersed with this, there's a lot of, like, um, uh, third-party games that Activision have had, like uh, Minority Report and um, the X-Men games. Again, there's a whole lot of X-Men games. But I think it's not safe to say that they'd own them because the licensing probably still um, is there with Disney. But yeah. the precedent that when Disney want to make a pretty decent X-Men licensed game they've generally been released by this company because mm. there's quite a few good like you know, like the Wolverines Revenge games and stuff like well, that Yeah. were uh, pretty
1: solidly well Raven Software received. are owned by Activision and they were the ones that made the X-Men Origins Wolverine game which was yep. you know okay
0: in terms of like critical reception yeah well speaking of them Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy another fantastic game mm-hmm. that people are really fond of the Call of Duty see the first Call of Duty came out in 2003 mate yeah it's nearly, 90, it's nearly a 20 year old franchise. It's True Crime, Streets of LA. Oh my God. True Crime. That game was awesome. The Shrek games, of course. Spider Man 2 for the. Oh. Oh, if they could get the license back for that and release a remaster of that Spider Man 2 game. That's going to be messy, though, surely. Yeah, there, there's no way Sony's going to hand that off. Are they? Yeah. Uh, Rome Total War again. Oh, man, there's so many Shrek games. There were how many fucking Shrek games? There's so many Shrek oh, games. Oh, you were on this forgetting list. that Shrek was like just
1: a multimedia juggernaut for those ten years. Yes, it was.
0: Um, Shamu's Deep Sea Adventure. I want to play that game. And there's a lot of Tony, like there's a lot of Tony a Hawks lot. and a lot of X Men on here. I guess the 2000s <gasps> Guitar Hero. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Xbox owned Guitar Hero now. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, put it on. This these, I'm mean, so excited to put it on Game Pass. Well, put it all on Game Pass. They, I mean. I, going
1: forward, I would presume that after, you know, from like 2024 onwards, every new Activision Blizzard game will be Game Pass Day 1. Um, yeah. And then I, you would presume, just like they did with Bethesda, a
0: giant back catalogue of old games will also get added. Yeah. So that's what I'm most excited for. Like The annoying thing is, though, a lot of the games that I'd be excited for are like the weird licensed ones that like they're never going like, yeah, like the to play. Yeah, like, Spider-Man 2 is not coming back. Like, the Shrek games
1: are not coming back. The X-Men games are not coming back, unfortunately. Yeah, or stuff that was just, like,
0: uh, weirdly more obscure. Um, I'm not Shrek games now. I, there was one that I was going to mention, but I got kind of, like, thrown off by getting hyped for Bloody Raw. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Transformers games as well. There's a lot of Transformers games on there that, they like, mm-hmm. probably won't get the license to anymore. Yeah. but And I think... Oh, my God. I think Transformers
1: Devastation, wasn't that like an Activision Blizzard game?
0: I believe so, yes. And I've also... It's more the titles that they have. They also seemingly did all of the 007 games, which weren't that great, but I remember a couple of them being really good. I had a lot of fun with the it was. Nightfire
1: and Agent Under Fire. That was it, Nightfire? Yeah, like, they weren't, you know... I don't think at the time they released, they were as critically well-received as, like, 007 GoldenEye on the N64, but... But they are fondly remembered. Are, they are fondly remembered by the people who played them, I think, yeah. There is as well, like, all oh, the Skylanders are games, which I never played, but people like Skylanders. Which also, I'm you proud. know, not just Skylanders, that means they own Spyro. Oh, and Crash Bandicoot. And Crash Bandicoot. Like, I was talking about this to uh, my girlfriend, general earlier. Like, think about this. The two PS1 mascots of Crash Bandicoot and Spyro will now get owned by Xbox hmm. It's like Xbox wasn't even around, obviously, back then, but yep. they will now have they gone f- like a full 180 and gone to being owned by a different platform, like a different competitor completely.
0: It's like, oh, do you say we have no mascots? How about we get your mascots? And I'm going to go to like, just ones from the 90s now, just to see if there's anything on there that I'm missing. Uh, but, 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 but the Pitfall series, man, there's a lot of Pitfall games. That was been really popular. Yeah, because they came out for, I'm on like the Commodore 64 section. Yeah, So we got released for like every single one of those um, uh, computers. And we get to like the PlayStation era. Because I think that's where the shit that we're going to be like, fuck yeah, they own <gasps> Alien vs. <versus> Predator. <laughs> they made a bunch of Alien vs. Predator games. <laughs> that's oh, the, the things, thing, they're all licensed. So many of these licenses, yeah. It's like... But they are games that I remember playing as a kid and be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like Quake, they've got Quake now. because so now they own Doom and Quake. Uh, well, no, because they already own id because bethesda bought id oh. so they already had <laughs> doom and quake oh do you know what else they've got though lucas wu-tang shaolin style <laughs> like, that's the one i won't bring you back
1: is that the one that i saw you had a copy of in your flat
0: i have a copy of wu-tang shaolin style prior to play in
1: the fact fiend officers because i just i remember like coming around to yours like late last year and just being like you've got a wu-tang game on the playstation what
0: Fuck yeah. Do you want to go through like, the, the Blizzard games now? Because uh, yeah. I think we know the big ones. World of Warcraft. Warcraft in general, yeah. Starcraft. And Starcraft, uh, which we've mentioned Overwatch. already. Is one of the biggest? biggest and, uh, one of the biggest competitive games. Ever. And The Lost Vikings, which I really like. That's like a series I'd like to see come back. There's a lot of um,
1: Blizzard IPs that I think people would love to see come back and reimagined
0: as well, yeah. Yeah, but the idea that they now own StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Diablo, mm-hmm. and Overwatch, uh, in addition to all of the um, and uh, in addition to like Call of Duty, and they um, presumably they might not have the licenses to them, but the deals that Activision had because mm-hmm. a lot of those licensed games, the deals that they have are you own it until you stop making games of it. Yeah, yeah which is why that, that latest Tony Hawk's games got made, so Activision could hold on to the rights. So maybe if like Microsoft puts a person on just going through the licences that they own, they might find they still technically own the rights to something in that list we just mentioned. And as well, um, one that like people might not be aware of,
1: and you know, mm-hmm. console and PC gamers might not really care about, they also own King, the people who make Candy Crush. Yeah, so that's just going
0: to be a constant source of revenue. So much money. Yeah, that's just going to be like every day they get a check for a million quid. Because those games make like a million pounds well, a day. yeah, I
1: think Candy Crush makes billions every year still.
0: Yeah. Like the, the total, like, the statistic I've seen is Candy Crush still makes a million pounds a day. <laughs> One million pounds every single day. So that's free. And like, I can't wait free.
1: for like Candy Crush match the chief edition where you're just matching <laughs> like <laughs> great faces.
0: <laughs> together, These though, they could they could make that, and they will get at least a few people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they can now reskin every single one of those shitty mobile games with a Crash Bandicoot skin, mm-hmm. with a Spyro skin, with a Master Chief skin, with a World of Warcraft skin, with a Starcraft skin, and fuckers will buy it. Yep. Like, look at Pokemon Go. Yeah. Pokemon Go is just another mobile game that was owned by what's the company of Pokemon Go again? Niantic, and they just reskinned it with Pokemon, mm-hmm. and that again makes a million pounds a day and um yeah i think that means
1: they have like they'll have quite a few like mobile developers under their wing to just yeah do whatever they want with and quietly make Fart billions upon billions with
0: they will make that money back in 10 years guaranteed oh yeah but i'm just going to take a quick bathroom break now mate yeah no worries That's yeah. right so i'll be back in one sec uh, so i apologize for that lucas but uh, speaking of like this activision blizzard being bought out by xbox is there anything on the list um, that you've seen, that you'd kind of like to be brought back. I am mad hyped for the idea that a company that actually gives a shit might bring back Bloody Raw. <laughs> Bloody Raw is rad as fuck. Um,
1: Honestly, like, I would just really like to see a return and, like, recommitment to Crash and Spyro. Oh, that because be,
0: That'd be such a flex.
1: Like, Crash Bandicoot 4 came out and then the developers of, like, that and the developers of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 HD both got brought in to just do Call of Duty stuff. Like, every single studio that Activision had that wasn't working on Call of Duty then got pivoted to Call of Duty and they were
0: ostensibly, like, giving up on all of their Activision games. Because they realised that Call of Duty, where the money is, whereas uh, Microsoft seems a bit more committed to just being like, you know, they're going for the the shotgun approach as opposed to the sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So If if we just make something that everybody likes, we'll be all right.
1: And um, I'm really hoping, you know, that some of those studios, yeah, they get to flex again. And like I mentioned earlier, like Raven Software, they've made quite a few cool games in the past and they've just been stuck being like a support (laughs) studio for Call of Duty for years. And I think they could easily keep, you know, the three big studios, it's like Sledgehammer, Treyarch, and Infinity War, like they could keep doing in uh
0: Call of Duty content. That's the thing though, they then on top of that, they also own two of the biggest like first person shooters on the planet. Um, like, they pretty much own all of them now. Like, give fucking Halo to um Sledgehammer. Like, oh, they, do they own Respawn?
1: Uh, no, that's that that's EA? EA.
0: Damn it, I was gonna say, like Halo Titanfall, man. Let's go, but
1: um, yeah, because. Okay, there's some big ones that they still wouldn't own. There's like Battlefield, there's um Titanfall slash Apex, there's Fortnite, there's Destiny. There's still a few big names that they don't own, but you know, they what? They own Halo, Doom, Wolfenstein, Overwatch, Call of Duty. Like, they... I mean, even like you know, not first person shooter, but third person shooter, like Gears as well, like That lineup has become ridiculous and you could easily see if this all goes through that Xbox every year have like a giant new shooter game, a giant new RPG, both Mm -hmm. exclusive to to Game Pass plus like a scatter shot of all the other games that they're making. Yeah. um, It really is insane to think about and I, I do hope that not only... Like, you know, I hope that Xbox comes in and frees up a lot of these studios to, like, you know, be a bit more creative and not just...
0: Like, work in the Call of Duty minds.
1: Yeah, work those Call of Duty minds. Or just, you know... um, I, I think, like, the output from Blizzard has been either not great slash non-existent, depending on what franchise you're talking about lately. And I think...
0: Yeah, their list of games is, like, ten things long. Yeah, if you could... Because it's it's just World of Warcraft, Starcraft, and Overwatch. Which you know what, that's fair. When you own those three things, you're probably gonna be quite busy.
1: Yeah, and um, obviously Diablo Falls in the works. Overwatch Two is meant to be in the works as well, and they've kind mm-hmm. of both gone quiet. But I do want to also mention, like, not on the game side of things, but just they really, really need to come in and like cut some shit out of those companies because, like, yeah. Obviously, big man to talk about is Bobby Kotick. And
0: oh, who's getting forced out? Which I've seen. According like... to,
1: like, I saw that Wall Street Journal had mentioned, like, when this has all gone through, because I don't think, like, changes to CEOs really can happen during acquisitions and stuff like that. No. But when it's all been turned over, I saw, yeah, Wall Street Journal mentioned, like, the plan is to get rid of Kotick and just give him the colt the golden of golden parachutes and tell him to piss off for the rest of his life
0: yeah but is that a thing as what well? i've seen it f- it's Something I kind of don't like about the internet is where people will frame things that are happening, but in a way that's not representative reality. Like, oh, Xbox have bought it. They're going to force out Bobby Kotick. It's like, no, it's standard practice when businesses buy other businesses that they put their own board of directors in. Mm. You're not going to let the person who was in charge before run it when you buy it because the reason you're buying it is so that you can run it.
1: Uh, Yes, but at the same time, like for example, um, with the ZeniMax stuff, and the Bethesda mm-hmm. stuff, I believe, like, they did come in and keep the people at the top at the top, like Pete Hines and Todd Howard and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um And Xbox has been a quite lax in their approach of taking over these gaming companies and just been like, look, we bought you for a good reason. Keep doing what you're doing. We're going to be quite hands off. But they really can't be because blizzard and activision like employees are on strike um they've got the government suing them for all of this shit that's going on like they can't be hands-off in this approach
0: yeah Uh, it's just one of those standard things that happens in business
1: it really is and like people are already doing the opposite thing of like I can't believe that Bobby Kotick is saying that he's going to stay in charge during the acquisition. It's like it has to happen. That is
0: how business works. Like mm-hmm. this is the only way they were ever going to get rid of him. Yeah, and it's very difficult to get rid of the person. Like, look at Papa John's. Like, look how like uh, how much shit the guy in charge of Papa John had to do to get actually forced off the board of directors, and even then, still has some control over it. Like he was screaming the n word on tape. And It took them like a year to get him out. Bloody hell!
1: I didn't really know much about that one, but yeah, fair.
0: Yeah, he was just like caught on tape being a massive racist and refused to step down. Mm-hmm. And then they had to like in the board of had to step in and get rid of him. And even then, because he's like he literally owns the company, like the company is named after mm-hmm. him. Even when they forced him off the board of directors, he still has like a stake in the company, and he's like on the news just shouting shit about the company lowering their share prices. Yeah,
1: and um. Yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it, of like, they can't, Xbox can't sit there and go, yep, we're getting rid of Bobby, because, again, like, they they can't say anything like that, and um, I presume part of this deal and part of this acquisition is probably what nobody wants in the fact that they're probably going to shake hands with Bobby Kotick and be like, "We'll, we'll let you leave on good terms and we won't yeah, drag your name through parachute. the mud. Um, Which I would love to see okay. him just get dragged through the biggest pile of shit face first, but it won't happen.
0: No, because that's rich people don't um, uh, suffer the same way other people mm-hmm. do. It's like that line in Batman, isn't it? Where like, um, uh, oh, I'm broke. Uh, when that lady comes into his house, and it's like he's sat in the middle of a mansion saying he's broke. It's like rich people don't even go bankrupt like the rest of us. Yeah.
1: Batman, just sell your mansion.
0: You can live in a flat. Like, come on. I'll just, I'll just sell, like, four square miles of the land you own <laughs> that you don't ever go on. And Not the boat with the Batcave on it, but the part that doesn't have the Batcave on it, maybe. Mm. But yeah, um,
1: it's one of those of they have got a tremendous amount of work ahead of them in terms of trying to clean up those companies, but I would love it if they could, you know, obviously nothing's going to be perfect and every company is has got some level of shit, but if they could get it up to a decent level like most
0: other companies that they probably own on. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Of, um, it is Of in their best interest to maintain a, squeak, a squeaky clean public facade because mm. they've realized that people don't like buying things from companies run by sex predators.
1: Well, a thing I've mentioned on the podcast previously is like, I do not buy Ubisoft games anymore, and I don't buy Activision Blizzard games anymore. Not because, like, they're shit companies, but they're shit companies that have actively, like, stood there and denied all claims and refused to try to make things better. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, there's going to be some shit to clean up in every company, but when Activision Blizzard are trying to get rid of evidence of, like, misconduct <laughs> while they're being sued by the government, that's when I start going, I don't want to give these people my money.
0: But you need, like, the thing is that every penny you give them, they can be used to cover up that shit. hmm
1: So they won't. So I want to know whose job it is at Xbox to now start screaming at Activision employees to stop burning evidence... So that when Microsoft take over, or potentially take over, provided it goes through again, uh, that they haven't got themselves into like an even bigger amount of shit.
0: Yeah. I wonder if that's how it works. Because I'm not too clued in on the law. I've if got you no buy idea. A company, yeah. If you buy a company that's being sued, are you then the person getting sued? I guess... You are and you
1: aren't, because it's still, I would presume it would still be that the government are suing Activision Blizzard Incorporated, but now, you know, Phil Spencer and Xbox are the ones that are in charge of them.
0: What happens if Microsoft dissolves that company? What happens to that lawsuit? Is it like in the office where Michael just screams, (laughs) I declare bankruptcy? Is that what it is? Is that what you're going to get? to get Bobby Kotick on the news of like I dissolve Activision Blizzard <laughs> and just all his lawsuits just disappear.
1: Oh, he's like I am now
0: an employee of Mac Division and just leaves.
1: It's like oh god no.
0: It's like technically I don't work for Activision Blizzard anymore, so I can't be sued for the crimes. Yeah, Just change just changes his name to like copycat <laughs> or something like
1: that. Oh dear. But yeah, like, you know, I wanted to just Talk about that, because,
0: yes... I'm... Well, I know what we get. <laughs> I know what we're getting asked on my stream tonight, 50 fucking yeah, times. Yeah, I know, right. But it's one of those of, yeah, I
1: am excited for the prospect of, like, all these developers not being just crunched into Call of Duty. And yeah, I hope that Blizzard can, you know, regain some of its former glory, and I'm excited to see all of these games on Game Pass and... There's a lot of fun sides to this, but there's also that side of just like, yeah, fuck Bobby Kotick. I can't say those yeah.
0: words enough times in my life. Because what's going to happen is you're just like, Microsoft, it's gi- they're going to open up just this this giant steel door. Like Steam's going to come out. There's going to be these like developers who are emaciated and haven't seen the light of day. It's like, come on, come out. Come out. You can, you're no longer in the Call of Duty <laughs> minds, and like their eyes were just into it. Say, so come here. This is, this is where you get to work now, and it's like the Halo mines. i like, <laughs> They just fall into the literal <laughs> Gears of War. It's like, ah. Oh, so you get a choice between what you can work on. It's like, okay, cool. So you can like, no longer have to work on a first-person sh- uh, a, a first shoot anymore. What do I have a choice between? We well, can work on Gears of War, you can work on Overwatch, or you can work on Halo. <laughs> and for a change of face, you can also work on Candy Crush.
1: It's like, oh, no.
0: Just no. instead of
1: one mine, they've got a choice of five.
0: Yeah, you get to choose. You get to choose um, uh, uh, just the mine you work in. But you know that I mine could though. be Minecraft now. It could be. I hope there is like at least one true believer though. It's in one of these companies that's like, I'm going to bring Spider-Man two. Back. <laughs> like, I want a person to be like I don't care who's like um, nipples I've got a tweak or what ears I've got a bend. I will bring Spider-Man two back. We will get a HD remaster of that game. Hell yeah. Oh, but... Um... but we would do it with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. And I can only imagine that would be a much bigger clusterfuck of rights because of all the songs. Oh, yes, yeah. Because they only have to get the rights to one thing, that's Spider-Man. But for Tony Hawk's, they have to get the rights to uh, the Tony Hawk's brand, all the different skaters that are in it, all the brands that represent those skaters, and all the songs.
1: But they also have to get the, the likeness of Toby Maguire Carl.
0: Oh, they would. I reckon he'd come back and do it.
1: Well, he, you know, things seem to have cleared up a little bit to the point where he's willing to participate in Spider-Man conversation again. So,
0: like, If not, fuck it. No one played that game to listen to him. They played that game for the web swinging. It's true. That's what I'm all about. That's all I want. Bring it back. Do it. I'm just wondering if we could get like a
1: legally distinct version of Spider-Man 2 that's got, like, an Overwatch character, like Widowmaker, with a grappling hook instead of webs. It's it's, it's fine, it's fine. They could It's not Spider-Man, it. Man, honestly.
0: Could, As he's yeah. like, web, swing! It's like, no, Toby, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Well, what about all the other stuff that they own? Let's have a look. They could Instead of Spider-Man, they could put in Doomguy. They could. They could put in Tony Hawk's. They could put in Shrek if they can get the Shrek license a bit easier, <laughs> the Shark tail license. Like, what the guy from True Crime Streets of L.A. in there? Uh, Nick the, Kang, that's a car from Vigilante Eight. I can't believe I remembered like the main character of True Crime Streets of L.A.'s name. <laughs> I can't believe I remembered his name. Also, did you know, have you ever seen that meme with the gun? Do you like the meme of like the person pointing the gun towards the camera? Do you know that comes from True Crime Streets of L.A. Oh right. Yeah, if you look at the front cover, you know, like the hand cut out with the gun. Yeah, that's the edit people use, and then they just change the color based on the, um, uh, the person using it. It's uh, in black and white. Okay. Oh, I'm just so excited for the fact they could. Like, as well, they made all of the extreme sports games. So we have like Matt Hoffman's pro BMX, Kelly Slater's pro surfer. They have like a inline skating one. They have a snowboarding one, like Sean Palmer's pro snowboarder. So they had all of the like licensed extreme oh, they sports even games. do like
1: Sean White and stuff? Yeah. Like I to, yeah, yeah, so they
0: so they didn't make like SSX or anything like that, but they made the ones that were licensed. So we could have a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater universe where it's all the different extreme sports combined. Bring the multiverse in. Yeah, the, we could have the multiverse of like extreme sports. And we could bring back like Sean Palmer and who's the other Matt Hoffman, uh, Kelly Slater, pro surfer. there has got to be another <laughs> one of them. That's I mean, like remember, like that was a really weird period, wasn't it? Yeah, and I'm pretty where sure just, like. Was ev-
1: it, like- you know, I want to say young teenager maybe
0: around that period. Like, I bought them all. All right, I didn't fall for it. I knew that, t- I knew, even as a kid, that Tony Hawk's was where it was at. But they tried for every extreme Oh, no, sports. I had but I it- had
1: Kelly Slater's Pro Surfing.
0: Well, Lucas, did you have, though, Wakeboarding Unleashed featuring Sean Muller? I did not know. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, my God. They even had the wakeboarding ones. Because that's the thing. Apparently, there was just like a personality in each of these increasingly niche extreme sports subcultures Mm -hmm. that they were able to put on the front of a game. And they all thought that they would be as big as Tony Hawk's was. And I wonder if people like that, like Kelly Slater, I wonder if they're really salty that they're not as famous as Tony Hawk's. But like the pro surfing scene was never as popular as the pro skateboarding
1: scene. They've got to to see that there's the correlation
0: there between not just Tony. But Lucas, Hawk. what about Greg Hastings as tournament paintball? <laughs> how many? I like, I'm just How many of these did they actually make? Oh my god! How many people can we actually get into this theoretical <laughs> extreme sports universe? <laughs> the Tony Hawk verse. The Tony Hawk verse. Yeah, you can be like like Rapala Pro Fishing. Is that like a person or is that a brand? Let's have a look. Uh. Okay, so it was sponsored by okay, so that's not a person. Okay. So I think for this criteria we need specifically an extreme sport and a person who associated with that sport was on the front and of the And it's extreme sports because things
1: like um Tiger Woods PGA tour, that's like EA.
0: It is it's yeah. specifically so like the
1: extreme I'm... sports scene that Activision got in on.
0: There's also as well something about the naming um the naming criteria of per famous person's name within that subculture, and then the sport that they do. Because I like the idea with them, like Tony Hawk's pro skater. I like that you can read that as Tony Hawk's is a pro skater, or it's Tony Hawk's pro skating video Mm -hmm. game. And you know those other people, they wanted that kind of thing. They wanted their name to be synonymous with the sport, like Tony Hawk's was. Well,
1: yeah, like I knew nothing about BMX, but I knew Matt Hoffman was a BMXer.
0: Okay, so let's try and get the full list out now. So we'll start with: so we've got Tony Hawks, Matt Hoffman. That's two. And then I'll keep going down this list here. I'm going to start at the beginning and go through the list because it starts with Tony mm-hmm. Hawks. And then you can see as in, uh, they got more and more obscure. So we got, and then we go into Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX. So we've got two people there. Oh my God, there was a world's scariest police chasers video game. <laughs> that's scary. Um, there was a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, then there was a Matt Hoffman Pro BMX 2. So he got a second game. Mm. Oh no, that was just another game released on another console. Oh, okay. And then we had Jackie Chan Adventures. Does that count? Does Jackie Chan Adventures no. count? Okay. Uh, Tony Hawk's 3. So they made three Tony Hawk's games, but then they decided, you know what? Sean Palmer's Pro Snowball. Hell yeah. And Sean Palmer is on the front of the box. Okay. With his own license snowboard, which is a terrible. His license is a fucking P with a flame on it. <laughs> That's a shit logo. Well. Do you know what? I want to look at. Well, let's look at Sean Palmer. I to look at front. Let's have a look. Reception, six out of 10. Sounds about yeah. right. Although, admittedly, I'm looking at the version for the um, uh, the Game Boy. <laughs> so we've got short. So we've got. So far, Tony Hawks, Matt Hoffman, Sean Palmer. Who do we have next? Who do we have coming in next? Oh, oh so there was a Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX2 oh right he did get a second one then we have Kelly Slater's pro surfer Mm. who the fuck is Kelly Slater they're a pro surfer Carl let's have a look included in the base game oh my god unlockable via cheat code Tony Hawks (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Tony Hawks is in the game because he was made by the same company (gasps) Lucas this universe exists as established in Kelly Slater's Pro Service. If you look, I'm going to send you like the box art for the game as well. It's exactly the same as the Tony Hawk's And one. as
1: well, that means that this universe is in the same universe as both Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and... Yes,
0: because Spider-Man was in Tony and Hawk's.
1: Darth Maul, you know. Yeah,
0: because they're Darth Maul. Let's know what. I'm going to look up right now. List of guest characters in Tony Hawk's games. Because there's been a lot. And let's find out... There's been so yep. many. So here we go. Tony Hawk's every guest in the game. What? Uh, okay, so we have uh, the Nethersoft eyeball. Mm. The, eyeball, the Nethersoft eyeball appeared. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Call of Duty soldier. <laughs> Call of Duty soldier was in it. Nick Kang. Oh, the guy from um. um it's true crime. Oh shit. He was in. Judy Nails. Oh, they had Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> and then we had Django Fett. Yes. And he had the Jetpack, mm-hmm. which let him do, like, super crazy tricks. Yeah. And um, Eddie. Oh, uh, the mascot of fucking Iron Maiden. Oh, shit. And then we have, like, the Marvel cameo started. They had Iron Man and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine literally shred. They had Guy was a PC-exclusive character for <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Darth Maul, Shrek, (laughs) Shrek, Spider-Man, and then the list ends. But technically, because Kelly Slater had Tony Hawk's as a guest character, that means every character from the Tony Hawk series could appear in Kelly Slater's Mm -hmm. and vice versa. But people give Fortnite shit for having an incongruous art style (laughs) and that none of the characters match. And here's Tony Hawk's where you can have Tony Hawk's, Shrek, Call of Duty man and Spider-Man having a fucking horse battle and Eddie in New from York. Iron
1: Maiden along with the Neversoft guy. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's ridiculous. I had no idea. And technically as well like everybody from Jackass is also in it. Yes, yeah. Because like in Tony Hawk's Wasteland, they had like um, uh Bam Margera and um, Steve Owen and stuff. And you know what as well?
1: Um what? Matt Hoffman appears in some of the Jackass stunts, which ties the whole world.
0: The Matt Hoffman universe. Do you know what? Let's now look at guests in Jackass and see who else we can bring in. (laughs) Guests who have appeared in Jackass. Uh, Do you know what? We have just Jackass forever, the latest one. The guests that are going to appear in it include Shaquille O'Neal, Tony Hawks, Matt Hoffman, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, Rob Dryder, Chris Rab, the dude sons oh, let's have a look at the other ones I want to know why from the previous movies though mm, yeah let's have a look uh, Jackass the franchise where's the guest can you think of all the celebrities that had like Brad Pitt and stuff in Jackass <laughs> he's been in there so technically we could bring Brad Pitt into this mm-hmm. shit can you think about how how deep does this well go Lucas I don't know how much deeper can this well? go let's have a look at Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX 2 what guest characters does that have in it oh he doesn't say doesn't say. That means you know it's not a good game. And then like, like when the game doesn't even have a list of characters who appeared in it.
1: As well, you've got to ask yourself, Carl, do the things that the Jackass crew have done as spin-offs count? Technically, like, I guess so. Does anyone that guest appeared in like what was it, Bad Grandpa or something? Yeah, and like, Wild
0: Boys. Do they count? <laughs> like, Theoretically, yeah. Not to mention as well Shrek 2. If they've got Shrek, that means technically every single fairy tale exists in mm-hmm. that universe. So that's stuff like you've got like the three blind mice. You could have like the three blind mice doing like fucking sick shredder combos <laughs> on that shit with Spider-Man uh, or like Pinocchio or the Big Bad Wolf. You could get the Muffin Man skateboarding and surfing. You could, yeah. like Who is the Muffin Man? We'll never know. You can't catch me. Gingerbread Man. Gingerbread Man could be in yeah. there. You got Doom Guy as well, which means technically the Quake universe comes in. So you get everyone from Quake. Oh my God, yeah. And I'm pretty sure as well. Quake, let's have a look. Quake Champions has a bunch of cameos in it. So Quake Champions cameos. Let's have a look. Who does Quake Champions have in it? Uh category Quake Champions. So I'm pretty sure that like, they have some other guest stars in it. Okay. Uh, the Doom Slayer. Nah, sorry. It's, just, it's people from the Quake universe. Right. Doom Guy's the only real guy in that. Let's have a look. Let's see. We've got True Crime Streets of LA. I'm pretty sure as well that had real life people in it. I'm pretty sure True Crime Streets of LA had actual real people. Oh yeah, here we go. One of the main characters was played by Gary Oldman. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it features actors such as Christopher Walken, Ron Perlman, Michelle Rodriguez and Michael Madsen. So they're technically all able to come into this Tony Hawk's universe that Microsoft now own. The real question is though, Carl, is
1: there a way to connect this to the Super Smash Bros. crossover universe?
0: Do you know what? I bet there is. Because I know Doom Guy's a me costume. He is a me costume. Well, you know what? let's try and find the connective thread here because we can link Tony Hawk's to Smash Bros. <laughs> we can do this Lucas. this is what we're doing. So let's think. Like, who is the most like? Do I'm gonna say that me fighter costumes don't? No, they? I don't think they do. Me fighter costumes can't count in Cole? this
1: one. But who? Ryu. Marvel versus Capcom. Spider-Man versus Ryu.
0: Yep. And Spider-Man is in Tony Hawk's. Which means technically Tony Hawk's, is tangentially related to Smash Bros. Which means everyone from Smash can come in. (laughs) We can have Lucas. Do you know what they say? What's Sakurai gonna make next? (laughs) We know. He's gonna make fucking super Tony Hawk's Smash Bros. or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, like Tony Hawk's Proverse. Oh, fuck it! That's so good. Do you really if it'll be it'll be the Pro, it'll be the pro Universe? Because they all had like the uh, the modifier of Pro. So it's like Pro Surfer, Pro Skater, mm. Pro BMX. It'll be the Proverse. Yeah, yeah, the Proverse. I'm just sad to see. Like, uh, was there anybody like any other weird? Um, cameos we got in these like Greg Hastings Ultimate Paintball like who the fuck did that have in it featured characters and special guests the fucking the lead singer of Cypress Hill and the DJ from Limp Bizkit <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> so Limp Biscuits in this universe Lucas oh god and then I'm trying to think do any of these games have like real people in them as well like not as in like celebrities like actual real people in what way like, jokes like the Tony Hawks games had, like, Phil Margera in it, so that's just like Bam Margera's dad. Mm. That means, like, Bam Margera's dad could fight Ryu.
1: No, no, they wouldn't be fighting Carl. They would be competing in X Games tournaments.
0: Oh, it'd be like, the, like Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics. Yeah. And obviously, Tony Hortz would win at the skating, but there's a lot more events to be had. There is. Ryu, Ryu would probably kick ass at the. Um, uh, the martial arts event for that one, but I don't <laughs> fancy his chances at skateboarding.
1: He don't wear shoes. I wanna know like how, how's he doing the equestrian events though?
0: I reckon he'd do alright. Right, how like, for no other reason than I think Ryu will be able to ride a horse. <laughs> but the question is, how well what... does he ride a horse up a half pipe? He could just kick it. <laughs> no one's gonna stop him from booting that horse around the track. I reckon I can't believe it, Lucas. There's a I can't believe that we have found a connective thread between the Tony Hawks pro skater universe and fucking Smash. The thing Bros. is, it's not even a long thread. It's not, no, because Spider like it's Spider-Man not starred not in like a six... Tony
1: Hawks game who fought Ryu, who's
0: in Smash Bros. Yeah, it's not even that big. And then if you think if you once you've connected Ryu to this universe, you can connect. No, yeah, that's the thing is Ryu's always the one, isn't he? Yeah, so should we just to end on to go for people wondering like why are we talking about like, Ryu specifically? Ryu is the one who's been in fucking everything, so everything Ryu connects to, <clears throat> because
1: um, like he base Ryu as for like in Smash Bros, he's for against Marvel, um, he's for against like SNK. It's like immediately Ryu yeah. is just one person that's like for a bunch of different universes. In crossover games.
0: Yep. Uh, or at the very least, he exists in those universes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find like cameo appearances that he's had. He's fought against Tatsunoko characters. Yeah, he's fucking He's been in all of them. Like, he's fucking been mm-hmm. everywhere. Let's have a look. Character relationships. Pover- <laughs> poverty and real. I can't believe that's a fucking headline. <laughs> oh, here we go. So let's see. Uh, story. Crossover appearances. So he's been in SNK versus Capcom. Marvel versus Capcom. The Namco X series. So that's everything from SNK, everything from Marvel, and everything from Namco. Yeah. Which means you can bring in fucking Dante and Chris Redfield and all those bollocks. Tatsunoko, Rival Schools, Asura's Wrath, Super Smash Bros., Blood Brothers, Grand Blue Fantasy, American Dad uh, (laughs) versus Family Guy Kung Fu, which I think is an online game. Power Rangers, so you can bring fucking Zordon in. God. He's also in Power Rangers Battle for the Grid as a downloadable costume, a bunch of other Street Fighter games. And that's the thing is I now think about all the stuff those other characters have like crossed over. And with. think
1: about how many things that Spider-Man has crossed over with. Yeah. Cause like I don't know specifically if Spider-Man has crossed over with um DC, but I know the Avengers have. Yeah. So like, yeah. Th- like the moment you put Spider Man in a Tony Hawk game, you've opened up everything. Yeah. Because you know, he's the thread that ties Ryu into this that opens up all the game yeah. inside.
0: Yeah, and like Mario. Not oh, sorry, Mario. Mario's in
1: it anyway, because like Ryu's fought Mario. And then you could you know extend the thread of everything that Mario
0: and Pikachu has appeared in. Yeah, because that's getting to like, you know, your six degrees of separation. I say it's only like three connected threads mm-hmm. to get to um uh, Ryu. And once you've got to Ryu, you've you've opened up Pandora's yeah. box. And now Microsoft owns all that. So I, I hope that someone from Microsoft listens and goes, holy fuck, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, we own all this? Or we have the rights to this? Or we've had the rights to it in the past? I need to start doing some research. Oh, God. And and what makes me so excited is, in all of that, Stun the Insect from Bloody rock could come in and suplex everyone. It could. On a skateboard. S- on a skateboard, that'd be so fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> the, the idea of stun the insect just riding on a skateboard and like just doing a fucking dark slide 360 into his like beast overdrive. Oh god. Was so fucking rad. You heard it here first. Why is that the cool why is that so rad? Oh bloody raw pro skater, let's do right.
1: it. Tony Hawk's proverse coming exclusive to Game Pass
0: in twenty twenty six. You heard it here first, folks? fuck you metaverse or what was it that multiverse is eat a dick <laughs> you thought you, you thought you were you thought you were flexing when you put Aria in it oh god you wait till they release the Tony Hawk's verse and it's just got fucking Ryu surfing with Crash Bandicoot don't forget Crash Bandicoot's oh, gonna be Carl. next day. even though he's not crossed over with Tony Hawk's so he can go in can we link anyone
1: in oh my god Carl so you what? said Shaquille O'Neal's appeared in Jackass right Yes. Didn't Shaquille O'Neal
0: appear in Scooby Doo? He must have done. I want to say. I want to. We'll double check that right now. Because it's... if we
1: can get Scooby Doo in on this, Scooby Doo's like the the other side of the Ryu spectrum. of
0: uh, Scooby Doo has had like a guest star for everybody? Yeah. Uh no. We can check those Scooby-Doo guest characters. Because we need to get Scooby under this, because then
1: that means everyone in the multiverse is connected to this. In multiverses, sorry.
0: Yeah, then so we can get Arya Scooby-Doo Stark
1: I'm... in the Proverse.
0: Yeah, I'm on the Scooby-Doo-verse right now. We've got all their guest stars. The first, let's have a look, so, uh, bam so... Maybe bam, bam, bam. Spider-Man's I'm appeared not... in there. We never know. I know they've done like a lot of films. Yeah. like With like wrestlers and shit mm. in them. Uh, what's new Scooby-Doo? Uh, none of these names like really, really there's a lot of celebrities but none of them are... the, the band's simple plan the band Smash Mouth is that enough of a connection to Shrek?
1: No I don't think so because
0: Smash, Ma- Smash Mouth
1: Smash Mouth themselves never appeared in Shrek
0: not uh, in the Shrek yeah. universe
1: so they just soundtrack Shrek uh, Mark Hamill has Mark Hamill been no. in Scooby-Doo?
0: Yeah, he's been in Scooby-Doo. As Luke Skywalker, as Mark Hamill. As Mark ah. Hamill. We have like, here we go, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania. Uh, Big Show, Kane, Triple H, John Cena, The Miz, Vince McMahon. I feel like John Cena must have had like, a there must be a connection between like John Cena and Tony Hawk somehow. No, wait, wait, wait we found it. Go on. Scooby-Doo and Kiss, rock and roll mystery. Gene Simmons appears in it. Gene Simmons is in a Tony Hawk game. Gene Simmons is in the Tony Hawk game? Gene Simmons is in a Tony Hawk game as one of the guest characters. Really? I'm almost positive. I yep. don't remember you Gene, Gene Simmons earlier. It's because he's not a very... I didn't mention him because he's not a very big star compared to all the other ones. Gene Simmons, Tony Hawk's games, yep. And he appears in character as the demon, uh, which is how he appears in Scooby-Doo. So there is a connective <laughs> thread between Tony Hawk and Scooby-Doo which means we can bring Tony Hawk which means we can bring Scooby-Doo which means we can bring in fucking anybody we want because Scooby-Doo has had everybody they've had Alvira they've had Simon Cowell. they've had The Winchesters from the fucking show uh, what's it called The Winchesters The Winchesters what's that show that Nisha really likes Supernatural oh right okay yes and Supernatural Lucas has had a crossover with fucking everything (laughs) Supernatural's crossed over with everything Oh uh. like who else is that so technically if they've got that who else can they get in uh, Penn and Teller <laughs> uh, they can get Penn and Teller and they get, so Smash Mouth can make yeah. it in because they've been as themselves yeah. in a Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo comic. is
1: another one of those like Ryu where the moment you get that, that character there they've crossed over with so many things
0: yes like we could get the whole Harlem
1: Globetrotters
0: versus yeah, Tony get Hawks. Dick Van Dy- Dick, Van Dyke, um, all of the original cast of uh, the Adams Family,
1: <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they've crossed over with Batman, <laughs> which means you get Batman in, and if you got Batman, that means you can get Superman. And remember, Lucas, that technically the DC Universe has crossed over with uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Because you had DC versus Mortal Kombat. And what has Mortal Kombat crossed over with? They crossed over with uh, Nightmare... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Friday Alien the 13th. And Predator. Alien and Predator. Terminator. Rambo. Get them all Get in. Get Robocop on a surfboard right Robocop now. Robocop on a surfboard shooting fucking... That knobhead from the paintball thing. <laughs> this is it. This is the ultimate game. Oh dear god. They own it all. This is it. Do you know what they say like monopolies are bad? Not only this one. If they make this game with all these characters in it, I'll be like I don't How do can we get Sign Mickey in. Mouse in there? Uh Sora. Yeah. That's not even that hard. Smash Bros. Sora. Nope. Smash Bros and Sora. Like so, you might Mickey Mouse might not end up being in Smash Bros., but he's definitely in the game Sora Definitely in Kingdom Hearts. And the thing is we already had uh, Mickey Mouse because we had Spider Man.
1: But Mickey Mouse and Spider, like, they have they ever shared a screen together? No. That's what. That's where the that's like it. difficulty came in in my head. But yes, yeah, Sora. It's like Tony Hawk's has the skated with
0: Spider Man. Who's fought Ryu? Who's fought Sora? Who's teamed with? The question up with is: Man. Can we? The, the question is: Can we get Dragon Ball in this? This is the last. If we can get Goku in, <laughs> that's it. So let's have a look, Goku. Guest appearances. And let's see if we can find the connected thread between... So, Goku, the fictional character. So, Goku, we have him here. Uh, I'm on the Dragon Ball wiki now. Other Dragon Ball stories. Appearances in other media. Okay, so his appearances in other media include Jump Force.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, any Shonen Jump thing you can think of will have crossed over with Dragon Ball.
0: Okay, so Jump Force... Um, Trying to think—is there anyone on here that we could potentially use as the um, uh, Ryu? The the threat. is Ryu in Jump Force.
1: Like uh, he doesn't appear to be. No, but I'm sure that, that Ryu has fought a jump, a shown and jump character at some point. Surely. Maybe. Who are you I thinking? I
0: don't know. The, we need Luke, We can't just theorize. We need to say mm-hmm. for sure. That's no, I, I know. Yeah. I don't want us. So I want to know specifically how we can link these two up. Mm. Let's have a look. There's gotta, there's gotta be a way. Cause that's the thing, like go, we always say, like go, Oh my god, Goku's been in a KFC commercial. <laughs> Goku's been in a KFC commercial. Okay, KFC commercial. A KFC commercial means he's been appeared with like Colonel Sanders. Has Colonel Sanders ever been in any of these things? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, we need to know. We we can do this. We can find a way. I don't care how loose this link is, we're going to fucking find it. I'm wondering, oh, like... Jump Force, like, the people in Jump has, Force... Has Pokemon
1: ever crossed over with, like, a Shonen Jump anime?
0: Maybe. Like, I'll, I'll go... Through the, show, the anime that appeared in Jump Force is Black Clover, Bleach, City Hunter, Dragon Ball, of course, Fist of the North Star, uh, Hunter x Hunter, or Hunter Cross Hunter... I'm not sure which one it is. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, My Hero Academia, uh, Naruto, One Piece, um, uh, Ryunio, Kenshin, Saint Seiya, Yu-Gi-Oh. Hmm. Can you think of any of those that I've had a crossover? Or other guest stars? Because as long as we can get the one link, we only, it doesn't matter how like tenuous this link mm-hmm. is.
1: I can't even think.
0: What about, like, Characters that are as popular, like, not as, not as popular, but, like, someone who's, like, not as um, strictly hold on to, like, Cell. Mm, yeah. I mean, has Cell ever been in anything, like, like an advert or a TV show or anything like that? Let's have a look. Like, freezer, because I want to say when we did, like, the Wiki Weekend on freezer, there was a bunch of places that he'd mm-hmm. been. Yeah. Like maybe, like, freezer has been in, like, a bunch of, like, random shit that no one knows about, but that technically links into these other universes. Let's have a look other dragon ball stories uh, appearances in other media Let's have a look uh now he's appeared in adverts an advert for grapes mm-hmm. jojo's oh, bizarre adventure he's like what is it um
1: what w- you got what's the what's the biggest crossover event right now Carl
0: in gaming uh fortnite yeah.
1: Naruto, Naruto is in Fortnite.
0: Fortnite. Naruto is in Fortnite, and it's not a skin; it's actually mm-hmm. Naruto. You are playing as Naruto. It's just that like he has an AK forty-seven <laughs> <in that game. laughs> and Spider-Man as well, and Spider-Man's in that game. So why? How, how did do we, we forget about Fortnite? Fortnite? Of course. And so, which means technically Goku could be in this game because,
1: um, because Goku Go- has fought against
0: Naruto in like Jump Force and stuff. so. Let's just to clarify for everyone now: we're gonna now draw the link between Tony Hart's Pro Skater and Goku. So Tony Hawk's has appeared in a game with Spider-Man, who's appeared in Fortnite, mm-hmm. uh, which also stars Naruto, who's appeared in Jump Force, which also stars Goku. Yep.
1: Again, just like Ryu and Smash Bros, it wasn't even that difficult. We just forgot about fucking
0: Fortnite somehow. Even though, uh, I, I still feel there was like a more direct link that we could find. Like I want to say there's something about this KFC advert he's been in. <laughs> I want to say that, like the kernels, probably been in well, something. Well, I know
1: that um, you know you could easily, for example, put Smash Bros. characters in the Macy's Day Parade, which has also had the Goku. Yeah,
0: but that's, but not, that's, a, that's that's not balloons. A video game. That's not the characters themselves. It, it's got to be a video game. I am, I do want to just check. I just want to check. I I don't know how I would check it though. Are the characters who appear? In the, are they actually the characters? Or are they technically skins? Mm. Are you going to say they're the characters? Because Spider Man gets the ability to do the web swing and the voiced. Because uh, like Thanos is in that game, isn't it? And Thanos does like the snap.
1: Thanos did have the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. Like you could get it. He has it, the yeah. Infinity
0: Gauntlet. So they have, they have the powers from their respective series. So I'm going to say they are an interpretation of the character, mm. if not the character themselves. Yep. And that, and that means we get like fucking Michael Jordan in there and everything.
1: Just Spider Man. Like jam. the moment they put Spider Man in Tony Hawk's, it opens it up to
0: everything in the world. It does. It opens everyone up. And not to mention all the Star Wars yeah, shit. Yeah. You get Darth Vader in there, and Darth Vader appeared in Soul Caliber. <laughs> so you can bring in all the Soul Caliber characters as well. And Soul Caliber technically has uh, Yoshimitsu in it, and the Yoshimitsu in that game is Canon, the Yoshimitsu who's in Tekken, just from a different mm. timeline. And Soul Calibur has also had the Apprentice in there, and. Um, a bunch of other anime appearances yeah actually I want to check Soul Calibur's has some guest characters as well so I think one of them might be an anime so it might be an also, even more direct comparison
1: um, you said we linked to Mortal Kombat didn't we uh, yes because uh, Mortal Kombat had Kratos in it who appeared in PlayStation yes, All-Stars Battle Royale with like most other PlayStation characters
0: yep Lynx is in Soul Calibur yeah yeah Link Link is in one of the Soul Caliber games.
1: Just at this point, there's been so many crossovers that we could ostensibly link anything
0: to anything, pretty much, yeah. But I want to, I want the specific yeah. one. Ezio's in one of the Soul <laughs> Caliber games as his Devil Jin. <laughs> Geralt's in the game and 2B. Oh yeah. And uh, the character and someone from Samu- uh, Samurai Showdown. Hmm. And Spawn. God. So Spawn's in it as yeah. well. And he's in, like, Tekken as well. Uh, what that Tekken get? Oh, Tekken's got Negan. <laughs> and Final yeah. Fantasy. So t- if you link to Tekken, you've got... Oh, that's so good. You've got Tekken in there as well. This can't be stopped. This, can't, like, this is the greatest universe ever, and it all starts with Tony Hawk's. Just like that series of shitty pro-sportsman games, it all starts and ends it with does, Tony yeah. Hawk's. And he's going to be the Thanos. <laughs> and you've got to get his Infinity Skateboard off him. He's the one thread that ties everything together. It is. It's all about you, Tony. Like do you know, that's why no one's allowed to know his name. Because if they did, it would be too powerful. <laughs> and you know what? He still can't get recognised in public. That's at least he'd to be too powerful. <laughs> like, who's been the characters in Tekken as well? Like they've got a Gon. You get Gon in.
1: God, yeah. Because Gon's like an and anime, isn't up. it?
0: Yeah, Gon's coming in.
1: Gon's adventure. That's what I was thinking.
0: Like, is there an anime character who's like technically had a crossover with? Dragon Ball that mm. way. That's what I was thinking. Like, is there an anime character being in one of these fighting games? Or like, is there been like a uh, a street fighter guest character who's been in an anime who links back to Goku in mm-hmm. some way? But I think like they uh, let's have a look. the guest fighters, no, nah, like, they're just final fight characters and stuff yeah. like that. They've never really had any, but Tekken's had a few. Mm-hmm. Like God, man, fuck yeah, yeah, Yoda. <laughs> put Yo- put Yoda in. Was Yoda not in any of the Tony Hawk games as a character anyway? He was not, but um, Django Fett is, and Django Fett has mm-hmm. met Yoda, and Yoda has been his Soul caliber, and Soul Caliber has sports. So even if you, you can get to Mortal Kombat that yeah. way, yeah. And once you got to Mortal Kombat, then you can get to that fucking uh, multiverses. Yep. Because they're putting a character for Mortal Kombat in that, and that gets you to like Rick and Morty and shit, <laughs> and all the characters they've had. It's ridiculous. Like, there's so many ways. Yeah. There are so many ways you can get to all of these. Getting it—that's incredible. It's—it's it's never going to end.
1: It won't. It won't. At this point. That's amazing. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, Lucas. Anything to plug, mate? We went on a bit long. We went on a We just
1: spent half an hour trying to link Tony Hawk to every other media franchise in the world,
0: and we made it as well. <laughs> that's the thing. We did it. It's not that difficult. There's more that I'm not remembering as well because, like, you've got Halo. From Dead or Alive. Because Akira is in Dead or Alive. And Akira's from Virtual Fighter, and Virtual Fighter has had stuff in like other games as well, which has crossed over with Ryu, which means you've got Nicole458, who's a Spartan from Halo. So even if you say like, they can't put Master Chief, they can, because Halo's <laughs> linked to that universe.
1: Oh, dear God. Oh, yeah. Well, uh... Yeah, thank you all for listening. If you've got
0: any questions to send our way... Uh, oh, Lucas, I found a better okay. link. Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 2. You can use Lars Anderson from Tekken Perfect. 6. And that's an even mm-hmm. stronger link than the other one. Perfect. We didn't even need yep. Fortnite for this. We didn't need Fortnite. So we can do it without Fortnite. We can. Do, if anyone's saying they're not technically the character in Fortnite, there you go. <laughs> a guy from Tekken who has fought Ryu. Yep. Everyone in Tekken has fought Ryu. So it all comes back to Ryu it in the does. end. You can bring it back that way, so you don't even need Tony to, have, um, to Spider-Man, uh, Fortnite to end.
1: Ryu, to Lars, to Naruto, to Goku. Yep. Yeah. perfect. Straight in. It go that. What is the title for this one gonna be? Uh, creating the Tony Hawk's Proverse, Carl.
0: <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> There's so many.
1: Also, I guess Activision got bought.
0: I guess they did.
1: Well, that's not even the real news that we've taken out of this podcast, Carl.
0: I can't get over it. Because I'm looking now at like, lists of like, characters, because now as well, we can also get Killer Instinct characters in. <laughs> yeah. Because the Arbiter appears in Killer Instinct. Uh. And Killer Instinct's also got like General Ram from Gears mm-hmm. of War. So Gears of War can also come in, and it's not even that much of a like, lead. Mm-hmm. And also, as well, that means that Gears
1: pop. Can happen so we can get Pop Vinyl the franchise in
0: yeah and it's like Power Rangers have crossed over the bunch of shit yeah. as well yeah. I'm just like there's so many I'm on like a list of like fighting game um uh, things oh so apparently that American Dad vs. Family Guy game was official so that <laughs> Ryu appearance was official so American Dad can be in there officially uh... and everyone from For Honor can come in because one of the characters from For is in a Samurai Showdown game and Samurai Showdown have an appearance in fucking Soul Calibur which means that any type of medieval warrior that
1: like you could have a Ultherian knight in full armor plate just trying to stay up on that surfboard car and and the rabbits who've
0: appeared in games with Mario and he's like what is this what is video games that's amazing but yeah, follow Lucas. It's his birthday today. It might be about time to get to the end of this fucking podcast. I know, podcast. yeah. They started it on the day before my birthday, but they finished it on my birthday. I'm sorry that I went on too long, but I, I was just like, every time I thought I was done, I thought of another <laughs> link. And it all comes back to Tony Arx. we'll get Sam Fisher in oh, there. Don't worry. There's, there's guarantees. Well, well, the moment you Sam said rabbits, I was shit. like,
1: well, yeah. Sam Fisher's crossed over That's in like every, every Ubisoft franchise. Yeah, like every Ubisoft game ever is coming yeah. in now. Oh, uh, but yeah. Uh, as I say, if you want to send us questions uh, about the Proverse or anything else <laughs> that comes to your mind, uh, there's a like you know in the description is the email It's carlscornerqa at gmail dot com. Um, yes. Oops. Also, after sorry. you know me asking last time, lots of people have have given us some lovely ratings over on Spotify. So if you'd like to rate us on there and help boost our visibility, then give us a bit of a a, a nice rating. And thank you for all the people that um, went out of the way to do that so far. But yeah, uh, check me out over on Twitch the night that this comes out, 10pm GMT, twitch.tv slash legend of Kanto.
0: Hell fucking yes. Let's go. And Carl, anything to plug on your side? Um, I'm just, I can't stop thinking about all the different (laughs) ways these universes can interlink. I'm like, Lucas, like, the Predator is in Call of Duty, and so is Michael Myers.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, what about all those guest characters that were in, like, the zombie modes and stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's so many. Like, Frank West was in, like, Lost Planet 2. Frank West was in Marvel vs. Capcom with Ryu. Yeah, which means that you can get the Lost Planet universe, a forgotten, an already forgotten universe. <laughs> you can bring them in. And like then there's Bayonetta and Metroid. Mm-hmm. And all the Final Fantasies and all the people there. Because Final Fantasy has had a crossover with like um, Ariana Grande. Yeah. You can bring Ariana Grande in. Yeah. Officially. And it's not even that far <laughs> to do it. Because she's in one of like the fucking... um uh, it the, the Dissidia game, isn't you? Yeah. Oh,
1: man. So I guess, like, if you want to find I, Carl, he's somewhere deep on the internet I'm, looking for people to. I'm put in still Tony on TV
0: Hull. tropes. I'm still on TV tropes. Going down this list, <laughs> there's there's just so many ways you could bring them all in. Uh,
1: like we could we could essentially I, find anyone that we wanted, fictional or non-fictional, and get them in this Tony Hall. They're all coming
0: in. Like once you got Ariana Grande and who she had to appear in her songs, fuck it, get yeah. them all in. How do we get Hasey and Miku in this bitch? Oh God, there's got to be a way. Like, she has got to have had a crossover with Ariana Grande at some point. Or someone that Ariana Grande has had a crossover with. Or somebody
1: that they've had a crossover with that they've had a crossover with that they've had a crossover with.
0: I forgot. Bigfoot and Benjamin Franklin are in Tony (laughs) Arx. You can bring Ben Franklin in. The Founding
1: Fathers. And Bigfoot's in Grand Theft Auto Five, which means that we can get Trevor in.
0: And then if you're bringing in basketball players like Michael Jordan and stuff, you can bring in everyone from NBA Jam. So you could bring Bill Clinton yeah, in. You could get Bill Clinton and Sackboy. You can, you can steal more of um, Sony's mascots because you can get Jack Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Kratos, and Sackboy because they've all appeared in Hot Shot. Uh, Hot Shop well, we got
1: them in uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale yeah. as well. We could get Fat Princess in
0: here. Yeah, we can get them all in. That looks I, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe how deep this well goes. It's. Oh. It goes so deep, and then once you've gone into like you've got Michael Myers in the Call of Duty games, which is from Call of Duty Man, Dead by Daylight, he appears in that, which also stars um Ash Williams Ghostface, the demo gorgon. Yeah. From so you can bring in fucking Stranger mm-hmm. Things and Silent Hill. Yeah.
1: And Resident Evil, which means you can get everything I'm- Resident Evil. But even then, like reuse Fort Resident Evil characters, so that that was even a quicker step, yeah.
0: Just...